0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch
1: a new in podcast.
0: Watch
2: a new podcast. Watch a new podcast. Watch a new podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Whatcha doing, podcast? a doing, podcast? They're headed to the Tri-State to hang with Phineas and Fern. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Nader. This
1: is what we're going to do today.
0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of Whatcha Doin. Here to talk about your favorite and our favorite Disney Channel cartoon, Phineas and Ferb. It is me, Felipe, Agent F, if you're if you're nasty, and I'm not alone. As always, I am joined by my lovely squad. First up, it's a woman who for once has a bed frame in sight. Navi, Navi, how are you doing up in the real Winnipeg once again?
3: Hi, I'm doing well in the real Winnipeg. Uh my mom and my brother are at IKEA. So I figured Am I well... Ikea or like IKEA this week there? Maybe. <laughs> I hope they are.
0: Yeah. Find out what's a real IKEA furniture thing or what is a butthole in Swedish.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, exactly.
0: Speaking of that episode of the Everyone in Your Brother podcast. Uh, it is Davis Commonwealth who is joining us, the curator and the not the curator of the IKEA or the IKEA quiz, but one of the participants and the correct respondent when the question was indeed butthole. Yeah, I, I
2: somehow knew the, the Swedish word for butthole. Um, this this following podcast may horrify you, but uh, you know I'm happy to be here. Yes, and he got a haircut. I did get a haircut. I in yes. fact I got all of them cut. Whoa. It's it, it just like, you know, all the hairs on my head. It's not.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like everywhere. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: It, I was like, it, that's also it, it, it it was, it was just, a lie. It was just a dad joke. That's all.
0: Oh.
2: Ah, Jay got you.
0: Speaking of our, our fourth wheel today, we, they are not our first repeat guest, but they are one of the most iconic guests. Every guest we have here is iconic, though, making their return appearance, lover of Tim Curry themselves. It is Jay, also a mole patrol enthusiast currently.
4: Yes, I am a mole patrol enthusiast. And I'd like to think that Tim Curry would also be a fan of the mole. There's just something about that show full of secrets and mystery.
0: Get him for season three, uh, the reboot on Netflix.
4: (laughs) I hope so. I really do. The celebrity
0: version, of course.
2: I can see see him hosting the mole, but like reprising his role from Clue. (laughs)
0: <laughs> do you think the people who went on Netflix and saw the show the mall thought it was Dr. Pimple Popper or something? Else?
4: <laughs> that would make me so sad for them, but nothing makes me happier than um, disappointing somebody who likes uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. So I hope so.
0: Yes. Uh, do you think Dr. Jufa Schwartz watches Dr. Pimple Popper? Oh, like, I, I bet they're- the doctors?
2: I bet they're colleagues. They're
0: both. They're both evil doctors. They both. They both studied under the professor and tutelage of Doctor. Not Havardi. Havarlek. <laughs> not Havardi. I wrote down Havardi in my notes for at least half the episode.
4: That's a really cheesy joke.
0: <laughs> yes, but how's everyone doing, Jay? How are you doing, especially returning to the podcast? Why this episode?
4: So I am not only a Tim Curry enthusiast, but I also am just a literature enthusiast. I studied English as one of my minors in undergrad, and Frankenstein has always been a personal favorite. Um, Mary Shelley is a feminist icon in my person, and she was the daughter of a feminist icon as well. Um, And also, I used to work in a museum um, and love looking at different exhibits and love art and also just wanted to be with all of you. And all of that came together in this wonderful episode.
0: So first question about the museum. Have you ever licked an artifact?
4: I have not. I worked in the history museum. That okay. would have been really bad.
0: <laughs> it's still some people that we have had on this podcast have done it before. So. I have
4: asked my colleague if she would lick an artifact. She said no.
0: Well, she is. But we did much read from diary than,
4: everyone was gay.
0: She has much more self-control <laughs> than our mutual friend. That is and the responsible docs. opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're here to talk about the monster of Phineas and Furbenstein, as well as oil on Candace here. Um, overall general thoughts on the episodes. Uh these were really good. They I I they were
2: I think this might be the first maybe not the first week where where I mostly didn't remember the episode from my childhood but I also loved both of these episodes yeah um I'm embarrassed that you know I've because we we look at the Phineas and Ferb wiki all the time and I've seen like references to this oil on Candace episode and it took me until literally halfway through this episode watching it to realize that this whole time it was it was a pun on oil on canvas
0: oh my god i'm so stupid <laughs> and, and
2: i wish i had noticed much earlier than i did
0: oh,
2: uh, same <laughs> i'm
4: trying to think what movie they were referencing with it and i was like what what movie could this possible possibly be and then i looked over and my mom is is visiting and she's been helping paint some stuff to hang up in my room and I was like oh oh like paint like oil on canvas yeah so it took me looking at literal (laughs) oil paint and canvas to get the pun so you're not alone
0: yeah so I was I remembered these episodes in terms of the plot but I didn't remember that it was called oil on canvas I was like when we were talking about doing this episode I was like oh is this like a driving one does she need like an oil change I thought so too yeah Yeah. but no, uh, this is did a painting. Trucks. One, what could this be? They did monster trucks and race cars. How dare you forget, Go, Phineas, and Go! Oh, you gonna I, start I, this podcast off with some slander? How dare! I you? remember
2: it. Just tried to block it out. I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Navi, overall, what did you think of these episodes? Did you remember them?
3: I definitely remembered the first one. The second one not as much. Uh, I do appreciate the what's the kid's name. I like Django? that we get to yeah Jane-
2: Django Brown Jango
3: Django Brown. I'm glad we get to see more Django Brown. I was surprised that the episode came as early as it did. I thought it'd be more of like a season two or three thing but yeah. I was happy to see mm-hmm. him and happy to see his like, I don't know, tragic anime backstory I guess. Yeah.
0: Navi's favorite thing is the tragic anime backstory. She loves getting some deep dives into the trauma that people have.
3: Yeah, I love angst more than anything. I thought
0: were gonna say ang <laughs> as like same, but well,
3: ang can be pretty angsty sometimes. So yeah. I appreciate
0: it. Not as angsty as Zuko, though.
4: Oh, don't even get me started. On that. Maybe that's another reason I'm on the podcast. As a social worker, I can give Django some of that much needed therapy that he needs to realize that you know he, the true artist was inside him all along
0: yeah oh, poetry right there um yeah do we want to start with the phineas and ferbenstein uh which yeah. i think was the first episode that we ever had which didn't have the traditional title uh with the little like what is that comic sans or whatever font it was that they have at the bottom yeah it like, had like a it like has its
2: own title card yeah for for this episode, kind of how um uh, Fairly Odd Parents used to do this really well, where every single episode had its own yeah, Danny title Hansen card.
0: Too. that was, it was cool looking. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Fairly Odd Parents, I do want to say the song in the first episode gave me big Fairly Odd Parents vibes the, with the dancers. Mm-hmm. No, not the, not the dancers. One of the songs. Oh, the one is it? Is it the? I don't remember which one. The 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 one that the evil one.
2: Yeah, the first one. Yeah. The song was "He's Eviler."
0: Yeah, that one could be uh, f-
2: fairly our parents vibes
0: because there were dancers in both, right? But the only yeah like, yeah it was, he only it was all the dancers in, in the, the second, second one where yeah.
2: yeah he he was paying the dancers and he inappropriately tried to ask one out and it was weird power I mean, imbalance there. But you know
0: yeah yeah there was weird power imbalance, but like not the most canceled ask out in the history of mankind. Yeah mankind. yeah. Anyways, uh, so. Yes, the
2: the monster of Phineas and Ferbenstein. Uh, short summary before we go into a little bit of details. Uh, so it's a rainy day, and and all of the activities get canceled. Uh, so Grandpa Reg uh, tells a story about one of Ferb's ancestors. His name is Ferb Gore, uh, who worked with Doctor Phineas Stein, uh, Phineas Stein, Phineas Stein. Yeah, it's like Frankenstein, Doctor Phineas Stein, uh, to create a giant platypus monster to enter this. Uh, monster contest. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Doofenshmirtz and Perry get locked in Doofenshmirtz's building and Dr. Doofenshmirtz tells the story of his ancestor uh, Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz who enters the the same best monster contest. And and you find out that both of these stories going on are actually uh, the same story.
0: Yes, and also in terms of the Candace plot she is Constance in this universe and I know we'll talk about it but I loved the Mob! (laughs) twist yeah, yeah that was that was, that
2: was uh mom. on my list of uh favorite things of the episode was was the whole i'm telling mom bit got turned into i'm telling mob there's an angry mob That's that's uh yeah,
0: not not to do synergy with the other podcasts i do the brazilian dragon but if you want some peak cringe content you could listen to the high school musical the musical the series version of the mob song from beauty and the beast they do a dance remix
1: Mm. and
0: it is something else that might be one of the cringiest Sing. things the show has ever done and i'm a defender of this show um will you might want to ask your brother about it sometime and see what he thinks <laughs> will
2: do i know i know uh he and chandler were telling me about uh the the new song that uh olivia's character was singing a couple Loro weeks song? ago yeah it, it really sounds great. like an
0: olivia rodrigo song
4: um,
0: yeah. but it's very good but if uh, you haven't yet, check out the climb by Joe Serafini from that from the show. It's so good. Sure. Your version. Uh so
2: speaking of of you know theatrical productions, the way this this episode starts, Phineas and Ferb come out and they're you know wearing tuxedos and bow ties and uh they're they're like on a theater stage. Like
0: it's an episode which, of Keenan and Kel.
2: Yeah, it's like the beginning of Keenan and Kel. I think I saw that this is a reference to like something Alfred Hitchcock used to do, where he would like Alfred introduce T- his movies Alfred this way. Alfred
4: Hitchcock, but then also um, it might be a reference to The Simpsons. As uh, well. Yeah, I saw um, that too.
2: That some some Treehouse Horror
4: Hitchcock,
0: episodes, The Simpsons, and Keenan and Kel. Name a more iconic trio. Or I
4: think the trio that usually hosts this podcast. <gasps> yep. oh.
0: Jay, how dare you? That that is not. And true, I'm a
4: right? I'm a Hitchcock stan.
0: So, Those two are great. I, I'm like the third wheel. I, I bring it down. The there's no
4: path. Felipe Flander on this episode. Not one. Just,
0: just in my uh, mentions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh uh, no! So they, they come out and they give this whole spiel about you know the the following. It might it might horrify you. It might shock you. You're you're about to see a you know, shocking episode. Uh, and then they they start the actual uh, episode proper. You could say. Uh, there's there's a thunderstorm going on, uh, and and Phineas sees the thunderstorm outside the window, and he says, "Well, I guess our our plan to stand out in a field holding a metal rod is out." Uh, so they go they go and sit down at the table with Grandpa Reginald and Grandma Winnie, uh, and Grandpa Reg starts to tell this story about Ferb's uh, great times eleven greats great uncle, Ferb Gore. His name is Ferb Gore. Back in Victorian England, and he and and Dr. Phineas Stein are are collecting these uh, semi-aquatic mammal parts uh, for this monster contest at the Monster Ball. There's a there's a best monster contest going on that they're signing up for, and they wanna they wanna build like a like a giant platypus. It's like it's like Frankenstein, but it's Perry the Platypus.
0: Do you think they and... controlled it with Frankenstein's brain after they located it?
4: They might have. Um, I was just going to say that Mary Shelley actually wrote Frankenstein as a result of a contest. Oh, um, can I ask a question a, after this? Yeah. A follow
0: up? No, a follow up. Go ahead.
4: Um, so basically, uh, she was out and about on a uh, on a trip with um, her husband uh, Percy Shelley and Lord Byron, who is another um, famous write English, British writer um and the weather was really bad it was a dark and stormy night but literally um mm-hmm. and basically uh byron gave them a challenge which is write the best ghost story um that was better than all the ones that they had read to each other over their uh trip together and there's tons of tension between all of them and um byron compiled uh, or wrote the vampire um and mary ended up writing well dreaming of and then writing frankenstein as a result of this so in a way frankenstein uh, or franken perry were both born out of monster contests
0: wow yeah. I, d- I didn't know that that's very cool have, besides myself and jay has anyone else read frankenstein i had to read it in ninth grade
3: Oh yeah, I have a copy of it somewhere well, lying all around. All my
0: annotations. I, I, part of me wants to like just read my annotations and see what I said. <laughs> you oh, know. This is what happens. I I might do that. We, maybe we can do that live on the podcast. The uh, Modern Prometheus. Uh yeah. So, uh my questions for Jay. Uh one, isn't there something about Mary Shelley and a frog and like the inspiration of this? Or am I making that
4: up? So, to the, be- the best of my knowledge, Mary Shelley had A nightmare of sorts where um, they had been talking a lot about electricity and what the future of electricity could hold. And she fell asleep and she had a dream about a scientist, like a mad scientist or a scientist in a lab working on something, and his creation starts to move after it gets struck by lightning. I'm sure Um, she didn't
0: have this Zoom call talking about her project in mind when she thought about the future of electricity.
4: You know, if Mary Shelley had predicted the pandemic and how important Zoom could have been, maybe we all would have been better off. Um, but this is the birth of science fiction. So all of those, you know, predictions of what elect- electricity or technology can do in the future, I'm sure would have come around eventually, but they all came after Frankenstein, which is often considered the first work of science fiction.
0: Yes, and also just like to educate the listeners, Frankenstein is not the monster that is Frankenstein's monster because I would argue Victor... that
4: Frankenstein is the monster yeah, the monster oh, yes. is yeah I am very much pro-monster in many ways that um, monster had it
0: rough like he just wanted to be loved and That's he like was the, vegetarian
4: uh... and he that seen in the cave to read, and he tried to befriend a little girl and all he oh. wanted was love but then he murdered the little girl right what
0: he murdered the little girl right
4: no, I think he just scares her.
0: Oh, I thought he popped someone's head off at one point. That he tried to. I think For that's
4: sure. a mouse and myth.
0: Oh, <laughs> Of that's Mice and like, men. sorry. Okay, the scene in the cave or in the snowy mountains. That one. That one's very sad. Genuinely.
2: Yeah, that's
4: that yeah.
0: Okay,
2: well, it's 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 like that uh, the the Twitter format that's like was it broke woke and bespoke and it's like tired the. Broke, yeah, the same same thing. And it's like the broke take is, oh, Frankenstein is the monster. And then the woke take is, no, Frankenstein is the name of the doctor. The monster is Frankenstein's monster. And then the bespoke take is like, no, the doctor really was the monster all along. Yeah. He's, he's the bad guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's just, like, clarifications. But Perry could never be a monster. Of course not yes
2: uh there's there's a little uh cutaway that happens right here in the story that that reminded me a lot of the emperor's new groove uh because so grandpa grandpa reginald is is telling his story and can't and it, the story's in black and white whenever he starts to tell the story and candace is like candace like pops in front of the story being told and she's like you tell the story in color and then Phineas is like, "What about muted color?" And <laughs> and while this is going on, the color of, of the cartoon is changing, yeah. uh, and it and it feels very much like like every time that Cusco jumps in and like draws but, yeah. on the screen with his marker.
0: Such a great movie!
2: I still love that movie.
0: I still love that movie. Um, and as we've established many times, Will is Yizma on Disney Plus.
2: Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, my controller's over there. Has have updated got... his profile yet? Um, I could check. I'll I'll maybe check during no, our break. It's not
0: Nathan can text us in the middle of. The
2: <laughs> I don't think I don't think he has. Uh, uh, the but uh, yeah. So so back in in the, the Victorian England story, uh, the Ferb Gore and Phineas Stein, uh, they have a, a disapproving governess named Constance who looks exactly like Candace, uh, and she's writing a letter to Jeremiah, that we can assume is Jeremy. Uh, while the the two boys are building their their giant platypus monster and and back in the real story uh candace asks how big the platypus monster is and and grandpa reginald hilariously describes it as bigger than a refrigerator but smaller than a really big refrigerator (laughs) which which you know pretty accurately tells you how big it is uh, that's that's another line I have written down as is, is one of my favorites of the episode the the bigger than a refrigerator but smaller than a really big refrigerator which i think I think that comes up in the second episode too at the end when he's like putting his art on the on the refrigerator
4: they do they talk about um the refrigerator again and how much more of an honor it is because it's a big refrigerator this this episode
2: I feel like has more synergy between the two episodes than most. Uh, between that that refrigerator line, there there was something else I thought I I wrote down. Maybe the giant baby is in both halves
0: of the episodes. Well, there, um, there's no giant baby head in the second episode. It's just a giant baby.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one's the giant baby head. The first one's the giant baby. Sorry, second one's the giant baby. First one's the giant baby head. I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, love that line about the refrigerator. It's, it's, uh, just stands out as odd yeah. to me.
4: I now know how, like, what to say if I ever need to entertain you. It's just, like, give you approximate sizes of things in very precise, but very mundane ways.
2: Well, there's, there's a, uh, Tim and Eric bit that I, I'm a big fan of where they're, like, talking about the universe and he he's giving this like fake science explanation and he's like now if if you could imagine a basketball or like a, a small baseball that grows to be the size of a basketball um and that that made me laugh a lot and i i quote that at least at least once a week uh that's 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 what this line reminded me of uh so the, the boys are, are teaching this, this platypus monster some tricks whenever whenever Constance hears about all this going on. Uh, and, and, is I like... oh, oh, I was, was about to dead. say. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, one of the tricks is he tells him to play dead and he just kind of stands there.
3: Mm-hmm. I also like how Constance is like, can't you see I'm on the quill?
0: yeah it's like (laughs) a callback to the first episode and all those like commercials we used to watch when they would advertise it like can't you see i'm on the phone and then she's like she references something else from like one of the early episodes as well when she comes down the stairs
3: Mm -hmm. also Uh, update on the nathan uh disney channel plus uh or disney plus account he's like i don't have my own account so no lol and now he's telling me about the bb rumors Naturally.
4: wow i feel like i need to befriend will's brother or will and i will become besties and y'all can have nathan
0: <laughs> no the I mean, real one I, mean, I i jay i'm gonna give you a challenge i think it i think it's gonna be impossible but i want you to befriend will's brother tucker the most elusive davis of them all well, the one who is very much not online yeah
4: well as challenging as that think as that seems to be um uh, my former roommate's uh, my con artist former roommate's fake service dog was named Tucker, so I can't refer to any Tucker. <laughs> that is a, a description is like former, no other. Why is your former roommate a con person? This is for an after podcast discussion, or we can cut it out.
0: No, no, uh, I will write it down and uh, here. i happy I'll put it to in talk twi- about
4: it anytime, Now I will put it, it in,
0: the, the, in the Twitter chat and then y'all talk about it after. But it's, it's an interesting story for sure. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but
2: yeah, another thing that, that uh, Constance references here is, is that the, the I'm telling mom bit becomes I'm telling mob and she's going to go tell the angry mob uh, in in the other storyline, uh, Doofenshmirtz says like you're you're not a real, uh, or in in this time you knew you were a real villain if if there was an angry uh, an angry mob after you. Uh, so so Candace or Constance goes and she's she says I'm telling mob uh, goes goes to get the mob to to come get mad at at Ferb Gore and Phineas Stein
0: kill
2: the beast. Uh, and and when she when she tells them like they they kind of give her the same bit that Linda always does where like it, they think she's sort of like crying wolf a little bit and I said uh, you know last week you told us there was a two headed cow and there was no two headed cow so they they really don't want to believe her
4: or is she crying werewolf? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so.
2: The, the platypus monster uh, sort of runs away out of, out of the house uh, because he's, he's fighting Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz that, that we'll meet in the other viewpoint of this story. Uh, but he sort of starts, starts rampaging through town. Uh, there's, there's a guy, there's a little cutaway of a guy who is standing on his balcony. It's like, my, my irrational fear that a giant platypus will see me in my underpants is finally cured. And, he, of course, he's standing in his underpants and and the platypus walks by and it's like,
0: oh, it's worse than I thought. That poor guy. I hope, I hope He seems to
3: makes... be taking it better than I thought he would. Like, I thought he would, like, run off screaming, but maybe he's just in shock.
0: Jay, for this man alone, will you provide your social service degree, your social work degree? Um, free therapy? I would
4: love to have a session with this man. I also would love to know, like, do any of y'all have, like, out there fears that, like, oh. you're never probably going to encounter, but, like...
0: Oh, see, mine I encounter, but uh, Will and Navi know there's uh, old white man shoes. Oh, they're monarchs. Yes.
4: <laughs> Wait, yeah. old white man shoes? White man <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's understandable. They're ugly and they stink. Um, Just Mine is spot. Willem Dafoe.
0: <laughs> oh! Am yeah. I? That makes
4: sense. I mean it. I I mean it with he all my heart. Spider-Man hearts. One. Um, that is the reason I have that fear.
0: Okay.
4: There's a That's scene where uh, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin talks to himself in the mirror, and the mirror yeah. talks back. Um, and that I think I don't remember how old I was, but I wasn't yet 13. I tell the story very frequently, so my apologies if anyone has heard it before. But I wasn't quite 13, and the movie Spider-Man was PG-13. Um. And my brother's four years younger than me, about four years younger. And um, he came with us. It was the whole family, my brother, my mom, my dad, and myself. And because my brother and I weren't 13, I thought that PG-13 was a law. (laughs) And I thought we were going to get arrested. So I was already on edge. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought we were breaking the law. And then there was this terrifying man in a very ugly supervillain costume, like, if you think about it in terms of like the supervillain costumes, Spider-Man, Toby Maguire era had some really terrifying villain outfits and very realistic, like in terms of like, I could see someone building this as opposed to overly cartoonish, which mm-hmm. up until that point, most superhero movies were a bit overly cartoonish. And while, you know, the voice and the lines might've been overly goofy in some ways and like exaggerated i do think that his performance was just very chilling as a youngish child um and to this day willem defoe there's something about a man who changes his name from william to willem simply to be different <laughs> that is unsettling and i think will that you would understand
2: yeah, I, I didn't realize that his name was William. I of of all the ways you could abbreviate it or, or nickname it, Willem is is not the one I would choose. It's not the one that I did choose. Yet. I I definitely relate to to like the, being afraid of breaking the rules in a movie theater. There was Oh, I've never snuck was,
0: anything in because I'm so scared.
2: Well, there was there was a time when I was in high school, and I think I was 15 and all of my friends were 17 so they were like old enough to go see r-rated movies and i was not um and they were like oh just just uh you know buy a ticket for something else and then walk into this theater with us um and i was like so afraid to break the rules that all all my friends went to go see a a final destination movie and i was just sitting in the theater for gi joe by
0: myself are you gonna see the new gi joe sneak eyes uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe you'll you'll be too embarrassed to go to another movie, and then you'll be like, "Here, let me recreate history."
4: At least you didn't see Teen Titans t- go to the movies twice. Hey, oh, that movie so. was
0: that was <laughs> on my birthday. That came out.
4: Um, and then also I just looked it up because even though I can't look at his face, I can read his Wikipedia <laughs> article. <laughs> Willem Defoe has a brother named Donald Defoe, which just also seems sad because neither of them are. Disney ducks. (laughs) Um, And also Willem was his childhood nickname because his family is from Wisconsin and put emphasis on the first syllable and less so on the second syllable in terms of enunciation. So they Mm -hmm. would call him Willem.
0: So um, potential uh, spoilery leaks for uh, upcoming Is MCU. Willem
4: Dafoe and Phineas and Ferb? I'm going to quit the
0: book. No. <laughs> for a future MCU project, are you going to skip a potential MCU project if he's in it?
4: Uh, is he in Doctor Strange? No. Which is one he going to be his in the Spider-Man? new
2: like, Spider-Man?
4: Uh, Am I allowed to curse No way huh? Yes.
2: You oh, can please use. do. Fuck! <laughs> we, we, actually, we actually just got an email that says we're allowed to curse.
0: Oh, <laughs> yes. Do you want to shout it out right now? <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna wait uh, for for whoever was in charge of the uh,
0: um, okay we we the can feedback wait so section.
2: So, yeah, yeah well, a little tease for later in the podcast. Yes, we got a great email that I was
0: very happy to receive. I mean, who knows? Maybe there are children listening to this, but uh, Jay Jay is not cursing as much as Naomi did that episode. <laughs>
4: I... So here's the thing: I did see *The Fault in Our Stars*, despite hating that book and have and john green's brother hank writing me some hate mail another what? story for another another podcast, is this an off podcast? Uh, tell oh, me
0: or is this a on podcast story
4: <laughs> one tell time, us tell what time i wrote a review of the fault in our stars and posted it on tumblr because that was the website many of us were on at the time and it was along the lines of this is a very well written book and i don't have many problems with it but i do have problems with the way that john green talks about anne frank and the holocaust especially saying that anne frank is a character is a person that his characters admire because she lived fully yet died of an illness just like so many people because she received her illness typhus from being in a concentration camp which neither of his none of his characters have ever experienced and therefore fa- I found and also I found like making out in the Anne Frank house as a like Wait, main that point that happens in that movie it d- it happens in, in the, the book, book and the movie so what? What? i yeah and it's like this big like climax moment of like finally they kiss and like they're together and like in one of the they're like either of us could die at any moment like we got to live our life so fully because Anne Frank was in the holocaust and she lived her life as fully as she could so I wrote this whole thing about how like I as a Jew find that kind of disrespectful and the way that he talked about in interviews was like "Hmm, maybe you should do some more reading and I received a tumblr message from the one and only Hank Green that said something along the lines of people like you are the reason that John doesn't go on the internet anymore. So please be more polite. He's going through a lot. Um, and I was like, you literally don't were, talk about the Holocaust.
0: You were literally like trying to educate and like provide like resources. It's not like you were an egg on Yikia. I had I it mean, printed
4: like- out on my dorm wall for probably a year and a half. And I don't know my password to Tumblr anymore, but I've tried so many times. I'm going to
0: get you a sweatshirt that says bullied John Green off the internet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Except, is, isn't he? No, Hank is on uh, TikTok, but I have him blocked out of spite. Love that man that. will never see my content ever again. He hasn't mm.
0: Not as iconic as Dan Pollenmeyer on TikTok. Yeah.
3: That story kind of reminded me of when like back when Justin Bieber was being a little shit, and he went to like the Anne Frank house and was like, "Oh yeah, she would be a believer," and then all the news outlets were like, "Yeah, I, no, I, she wouldn't." I, I thought she, of the yeah.
2: same thing, and I couldn't remember if it was a Justin Bieber thing or a Jake Paul thing.
0: Sounds like Jake Paul. Slash
1: it could be Paul. either, honestly. You
2: would you would think, but yeah, I, I I do remember this being being a Justin Bieber story now. Yeah, it's it's just like. Be respectful. That's yeah. that's all. Um. Anyway, man, there is not a good segue from, from this.
4: Incident. Anyway, the Holocaust. <laughs> not that. So, <laughs> not that
2: transition.
4: So, so, I've done that before in conversation too. It never goes over well.
0: The
2: the platypus monster, uh, meets this this Isabella look alike who we, we don't actually get her name, which is Nicole kind Isabetta. of Isabella. You know, ever, everyone else got a name. She's also, like, here in the episode, she's just dressed kind of like regular Isabella, but later, but later at the ball, yeah. she's, she's like Bride like of Frankenstein. X-Men. Okay, yeah. Um, so so uh, Isabella tells, tells the boys to, to go meet the platypus at, at the Monsters Ball. Constance, at the same time, thinks, oh, the boys are probably going to be at the Monsters Ball. And everyone kind of ends up at, at the monsters' ball uh, uh, for for the the contest to see who the who the best monster is. And and at this time, um, Constance she goes there and, and she takes a drink of something, uh, and and this this thing she drinks turns her into a monster, which will we'll learn later, well, yeah. or we will have learned before that the thing she drinks from is. Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz's uh, concoction Bruinator, uh, which turns her into a monster. A- and the, uh, the mob is, is now chasing her out of town. She wins the, the, best, the best monster. Uh, Jeremiah is also there. And there's, there's a funny line where he's like, uh, I, I can't remember a day where you looked more beautiful than you do right now. And then she turns into a monster, and he's like, "Oh, now,
0: now I can remember." <laughs> yeah. No, Stacey in this episode either, or Val and Buford. Yeah. I to see, their their horror um, names.
4: And yeah. to, to rewind, um, just wanted to mention the parallel again between Frankenstein and Perry Stein, um, which sounds like you know it could be a rabbi somewhere. Oh, per- okay,
0: you're Stein. gonna say a relative of <laughs> Eric Stein
4: also um who could be a rabbi um and so Frankenstein in the novel goes and meets a little girl and picks flowers with her um and starts to learn a little bit about humanity um and in this episode Perry runs across not Isabella and um they sort of pick flowers together and swim and do all these uh, and by the river because they were also by the river in the book and then um she mentions that perry e- the monster eats snails but i would like to mention that frankenstein's monster is a vegetarian and therefore would not eat snails
0: maybe oh. this version is a
4: pescatarian could be are snails fish are oh, bugs yeah. animals
2: <laughs> oh ask rob I oh, actually, I, I, I took a sporkle
0: quiz. The other oh, I thought you gonna say I, I read uh, it in the big facts book that you did.
2: I, the, oh, book. no, this this book of facts is, is dumb. <laughs> um, but it, it, uh, a snail is an edible mollusk. A mollusk. Oh. At least according idea. to this one quiz on sporkle, it, it may not be true.
0: But, Do you uh, remember in Finding Nemo how the joke that it's like there's like, and then the mollusk said, like, the the Marlin joke is, like, about a mollusk. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think of when I hear the word mollusk. He's a clownfish. He tells jokes. Not good ones.
2: Uh, so that's that's the end of the story from from uh, Phineas Ferb's perspective. Uh, Grandpa Reginald ends the story with, and that's why there are pumpkins. Uh, so he, he's, like, totally forgotten what he was telling the yeah. story about.
0: Don't give uh, those pumpkins to Sean from Surveyor of South Africa.
2: I, I don't know this reference. I wish I did. I need to reference. get caught up on Survivor South Africa.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, it's a
4: good it,
2: season. That's what, I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. Uh, but, yeah, Gr- Grandpa Reginald says, and that's why there are pumpkins. Uh, and then Phineas is like, no, you were, you were telling us about a platypus monster, not about pumpkins. And then and then, uh, Grandpa Reginald says, oh, a platypus monster. That sounds like a great story. You should tell me all about it. Um. Newspaper, Lights newspaper. come back on. Phineas is very confused at at everything his grandpa just said, uh, and then Ferb this 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 is the other one of the other callbacks is where Ferb says uh, platypus monsters are the only monsters to lay eggs. Is is his line in this episode?
0: Yeah.
4: Which isn't true if you remember Aragog from Harry Potter, but the point yeah. is that platy- platypi are the only mammals that lay eggs. I understand yeah. that as a conceptual difference, but I wanted to point out that spider monsters also exist.
2: But uh, he is very wrong. There's probably also some fish monsters. I think dragons famously have eggs.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much m- Maybe Birds. most Birds. monsters. Time, bird.
2: lots, of, lots of monsters like eggs.
4: Phoenixes. Technically, yeah. you could claim that they're just because we like them doesn't mean everyone does.
2: Yeah. Uh, should we get into the, the Perry and Doofenshmirtz plot? Yes. Please. Or the, the Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz plot?
0: Yes, and I do want to point out that it is nice that like his alter ego is like the evil, that's like the Mr. Hyde of it all, so like another horror. Mm-hmm. Classic literary fans will understand this reference, like re-read from Survivor. I hope he understood it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, Perry the Platypus enters his own little lair, and Major Monogram comes out and he's in the same like suit with a curtain behind him that yeah. at the beginning of the episode.
0: Are we upset that they didn't like close the episode with like that sort of stuff or no?
2: I think it was fine. I, I, I'm I happy with the little bit of it we got. It kind of set everything up and then um, I don't think it needed an
0: outro. Not like but I, I, I just
2: really love this episode.
0: Yeah great episode
2: um so he he says the same kind of thing he's like oh this this news about doofenshmirtz may horrify you and then he he comes to reveal that you know this curtain behind him is actually a tarp because of the rain and he's dressed up because his cousin's getting married so he's he's like not meaning
0: to do the bit but he's doing the bit i have a question he has a mustache a family member is getting married Uh uh-huh is will davis secretly major Monogram? Oh, um.
4: Will looks more like Grandpa Reginald.
2: Yeah, this (laughs) this mustache is a little bit curlier.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think Felipe
3: has more of the major monogram mustache.
2: (laughs) Definitely.
4: So which one of us is Perry, Navi? Vinny. Vinny is Mm, Perry. Agent, Agent V. He's
2: crying right now. Oh no. Uh, so uh, Doofenshmirtz, his power is also out because of the storm, and when when Perry walks in, he's like, "Oh, don't close that door." Uh, the door closes the behind him, and he, he finds out that they're both locked in the house because the the security system uh, or the the power outage makes the security system all wacky, uh, so so the security system won't won't let them out. Uh, so he. Starts to tell uh, the same story, but but from a different perspective. And he, he says the, the story he's about to tell is a story that, that Papa Doofenshmirtz used to tell him at night uh, to scare him into wetting the bed, which is just mean. But That's child but abuse. Heinz thinks it was a hilarious prank. He says he said you know what a what a prankster my dad was making me pee the bed all the time. That's just
0: me.
3: Jay, does a Doofenshmirtz need help? Like your
4: help specifically <laughs> as a social worker? Um. So I have many questions about Doofenshmirtz. I think that honestly, there's some, fa- I think some family therapy might be needed in that case. Um, especially in terms of the way that his father treats him throughout the entire series um but also i'm not that kind of social worker so i make the joke a lot and i'm not licensed because you don't need a license to do what i do um and it costs a lot of money so someone wants to donate me two thousand dollars a year then i can be licensed but all right the listeners are on it yeah, plug plug a Venmo while you're here. Venmo is <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes.
0: Yes. I do have a question about this. Was the the assistant to uh, Dr. Jekyll Duke, and Schmerz? Did anyone else think that was supposed to be his brother?
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it was a lookalike of of Roger. Yeah. Uh, oh. His his name was what was his name? I should have read his name. No, it was like uh Happy James. his name. Jameson.
0: Jameson. Uh but Speaking he can have Spider-Man. Looked,
2: he looked like his he looked like his brother Roger though. Yeah. Uh so he he starts telling this story. Uh and it's about his, his ancestor, uh Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz. Uh and and Doofenshmirtz, uh Jekyll Doofenshmirtz uh he's he's working on something in his lab and his assistant comes in and tells him that he's got an angry mob waiting for him uh because to be truly evil you had to have an angry mob after you back at, back in the day uh so he he tells them to wait like in the parlor and they're they're just all sitting there in in the parlor with their pitchforks and torches and all
0: it's like that pre-ride thing at a at an amusement park or a theme park like the pre-ride show it's like, like the, the
2: the, uh, the stretching buckets. room in the
0: haunted mansion. Yeah, the one that James. Oh, I like. have a
4: story about that one too.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I think I've heard the story.
4: One moment, I just need to confirm something with Vinny. Sure. <laughs> uh,
0: so while this
2: is going on, um, um, Doctor Jekyll Doofenshmirtz is is giving his pitch to the angry mob, and it's his his innator is the the concoction brewinator. Uh, which is supposed supposed to turn uh, a normal man into a, a horrible monster. Uh, so it makes this little this little cup, and and he drinks from it, thinking it's going to turn him into a horrible monster. Uh, but instead, it turns him into a fairy princess, and and the mob is is both not angry and not happy that he's a fairy princess, and they kind of laugh at him and leave.
0: different uh, coming for Tinkerbell's job?
2: Yeah, I mean. He looks great as a fairy princess, to be honest. Yeah,
0: Work. Jay is back.
4: So I confirmed with my mom, and it turns out that we, my brother and I were probably about five and nine years old, or four mm-hmm. and eight, and we were in Disney in Florida. We went to the Haunted Mansion. And my brother um, and I, and my mom and dad, we went inside the stretching room. And... Um, I'm going to spoil some Disney magic real quick. So shut your ears for 10 seconds if you don't want to hear it. This is what Um, we need
0: to put the content warning on, (laughs) not the swears.
4: It's an elevator. Oh. Oh, Like, the pictures are not moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are moving. Or you are not moving. The pictures are moving. That's what it. And like, it's an elevator. You go down a little bit, if any, you're not moving. And um, so that's the spoiler. But um, my brother at the time had a fear of elevators for reasons that are too long to get into, but understandable to some degree. And he needed out of the ride. Um, like, needed off the ride we hadn't even gotten on the ride but we needed to leave the Haunted Mansion so we got escorted through the emergency fire exit mm. uh, my whole family because once he got scared I got scared so I've never ridden the Haunted Mansion because at, at the young age old age of nine years old I was still terrified of the stretching room Oh no. so now we know that I'm scared of two things in life yes. the stretching room and Wohm Defoe. Willem Dafoe.
0: Did you, did you find the giant exit sign that Candace was looking for? And we did,
4: and we followed it straight away.
3: <laughs> did that ride uh, inspire the Eddie Murphy movie? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, it did. Because I it, love it, that movie. It's because it, it's in the same like land as uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah. at least mm-hmm. at least in Disneyland, California, it is. Well, now they're um, they're gonna.
0: I think they're going to try to go back and making rides because they're doing a Tower of Terror movie, uh, with produced by ScarJo, and then obviously oh. Jungle Cruise with. And the
4: there's, a, the there's a there's w- a very intricate backstory to the haunted mansion. Um, I can send you some TikToks about it. There's a girl whose entire channel is going through the history of each of the ghosts and how they intersect and how they're related.
0: I have the Haunted Mansion Clue game, the board game. With yeah, it, I've got I've like, got that too. Where it's like Dang. Mickey and friends are haunted by one of the ghosts in what room instead of like which. When I was a
4: kid there was a Disney sing-along um, that included um, Mickey, Minnie, Donald all. all like dressed up at the haunted mansion and they sang. Grim Grin and Ghosts.
0: Yeah. Yes. Grim, and the Grim. villains come out and then like Captain Hook is the last one. Are we thinking about- I
4: think so yeah. And oh I, yeah. And that also scared me as a kid so I think I was doubly scared by the
0: stretching room. That owl lives rent-free in my head. Little I'm so
4: glad one. that other people know this exists. There's also a 101 Dalmatians one. Yeah. Oh, I used to rent it from the library.
2: We, uh, we have two of those videos on VHS that are like Christmas themed that, that we watch literally every Christmas Eve while we're making cookies.
0: My go-to Christmas Disney content is the Disney Snowden at the House of Mouse. Oh, yeah. That one's yes. good.
4: So, well, you're definitely a millennial, then, because... Am I a millennial, then? Well, y'all had these Disney sing-alongs on on VHS. Yeah. So, I
0: guess I'm a millennial. There we go. Like, I know how to tape shit on the VHS. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. Gen Z doesn't know that, so that's why I'm cuspy.
4: As long as you know (laughs) what a floppy disk is.
0: Yes. Uh, CD-ROM games, Jumpstart third grade and first grade and all the Jumpstarts, my jam anyways uh so uh,
2: uh dr jekyll doofenshmirtz realizes that his bruinator was accidentally set to fairy princess instead of evil monster uh so he turns it to evil monster and he drinks it and he, he goes on a rampage to this this song called he's eviler uh which which similar to swinter has has those like andrew's sisters vibes to it this this song, more than anything, made me think of the song uh, "Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy." What's
4: that? Yeah,
2: it sounds a lot like this song, but it's about a guy who plays the bugle. He's the Boogie Woogie mm. Bugle Boy from Company B. Sorry,
0: <laughs> those lyrics are nonsense.
2: It's 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 real. Look, it, it, you can put that in 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 the in one of the breaks. It's like a like a as juxtaposition. Okay. Um, but but uh, this.
0: Shout out to Maggie Batts who noticed that the outro last week, which was ten minutes long, was actually just a cutscene. Yeah, like they, like I played a song to like transition into it, but there was like eight minutes of extra content when Nicole went to go get her egg rolls. So uh, <laughs> if you did listen to that, I highly recommend those eight minutes. Yeah. we'll, we'll describe his bench.
2: Um, does, same bit. oh, you reminded me, I'm not sitting on my pillow this week. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it feels much better. Um, but he, so this this evil rampage that he's going on is is like the, the kind of stuff he's doing is like a, like a got your nose bit. And with, with his assistant, he's like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta clean your uniform. And he does a thing where you're like, Oh, you got something on your shirt. And then whenever they look down, you like flick your finger up at them. It's like very, very not super evil stuff, but like third grade bully, evil stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big Black Blue Explorers would do that yeah. kind
2: of stuff. Um, so they, they get to the, the monster's ball, and and Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz runs into the platypus monster. Uh, they, it kind of sparks this whole fight between all of the monsters, and all of the monsters are, are fighting each other. Um, so he's like, oh, if, if I'm going to get in this fight, I should probably drink the, the evil monster juice again. Uh, so he he goes to his ruinator and he takes a sip from a cup, and it, it turns out it was it was the fairy princess again. So he turns yeah. he turns back into the fairy princess
0: and and naturally loses the fight. But then he also turns it to the to the evil one right before like after he turns into the princess before the mob gets him.
2: You well, know, that, that's where uh, uh, Constance drinks the yeah, the, but it was yeah, already when,
0: set to that one. But, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. So he he drinks from the fairy princess one but like starts to turn it back to evil monster and makes another cup but he doesn't get to drink the cup uh uh, Constance drank the cup which which turned her into the monster um but at this point uh the present day Heinz Dufenshmirtz he he forgets the rest of the story and he's like oh I I wonder who won that that monster contest yeah Uh, and then and then we find out from, from Grandpa Reginald's story who
0: wins the contest. Yeah, and his lights come back on earlier. Before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where his he's, lights he's,
2: come back on, and he, oh, you know, Perry, we ran out of time for an evil plan today. Uh, let's, let's pick it back up tomorrow. I've got a chiropractor appointment at four.
0: Yeah. And he's like, we'll take it from the top tomorrow from, like, my evil spiel or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it.
2: That's, that's kind of it for the episode.
0: Yeah. Any final thoughts on this episode before we go to a musical break? No? Okay, we'll take a quick moment, listen to Evil, Evil, whatever whatever it's He's called. He's Eviler. He's Eviler and the, and the Bugle Boy song. Yeah, then, Boogie
2: Woogie Bugle Boy. And yeah,
0: I'll, we'll I'll... Be... yeah, send it in the Discord, uh, the link or something. Okay, and we'll be right back.
1: Trumpet Man from all Chicago Way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowin' reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his Uncle Sam. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. The captain seemed to understand. Because the next day the cap went out and drafted a band, and now the company jumps when he plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. A toot, a toot, a tooty toot, a tooty blows a to the bar in boogie rhythm. He can't blow a note unless the bass and guitar is playing with him. He makes a company jump when he plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. He was a bugle boy of company B. And when he plays boogie boogie bugle, he was busy as a bee. And when he plays, he makes the company jump A to the bar. He's a boogie boogie bugle bar of company B. do 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 da 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 do da he blows it A to the bar. He can't blow a note if the bass and guitar isn't right he jumps when he plays Reveille He's a Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B He puts the boys to sleep with Boogie every night them up the same way in the early bright. They clap their hands and stamp their feet. Because they know how he plays when someone gives him a beat. He really breaks it up when he plays Reveille. He is the book and will give you a of company. Beat. He plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. He's public enemy number one. He's an evil, evil man. That's me. He got a diabolical sense of fun and an evil, evil plan. We're well, not a plan is so much. He- I'm winning it, actually. Evil evil than he was before. That's right. Yes, he's evil. I don't think that's and a word. He's
0: it, da, da, da. Whoops, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> evil. <Even. laughs> <laughs> I got your nose. <laughs> and we are back, everyone. How was, that was. I kind of understand what you're saying. Now that is a, ba- uh, a bop and a jam
3: definitely Um, not a skip on spotify
0: no not memento tier though um so yeah so next up we have oil on Candace. so overall general thoughts did everyone remember this episode so will said he didn't but did everyone else remember it and what did what did everyone think
4: so i don't know that i've ever seen this episode i know at some point i must have because i'm pretty sure i've seen all of phineas and ferb
0: have you seen the last one that we just talked about before, like, had you seen that one?
4: Oh, I'm like, I'm sure that I have, but I don't remember it. But the idea of giant donuts on a mountain d- didn't seem like out there for me because I it sounded like something I'd heard before. So I think I've seen this. Or I have a very creative brain dream up the same things as, um, what was his name?
0: Fir- or Django. Uh, or Beppo, Brown. Dad. Beppo Brown. Beppo Brown. Beppo Brown. Beppo? Bethel, B E P P O, Beppo. Oh, I heard Bethel in my notes.
4: Oh, I heard Bethel as well, and I was like, oh, like Ethel, my old landlady. Oh, they were gonna say like about. Beth from Big B-P-P-O. Brother Canada.
0: Nah, and Navi was like, oh no, but I think she's muted. Or so.
3: or Beth from BB Twenty One.
4: That was a deep pull. Yeah. <laughs> but that was or the only that from happened that season.
0: Did, did anyone say the new Big Brother trailer? Were oh
2: they, man, were I was used... so
4: excited to make that joke and like no one heard it. What did you say?
2: I, I, I did you say there were a lot of deep pools that that season? Yes, I did. <laughs> that's
4: hilarious.
2: I thought about saying the same thing. That is, that's hilarious. Wow. Thank
4: you. I will be seeing myself off the podcast.
2: <laughs> um, I wish no, I wish I could have like subtitles in regular conversations. This is the only way I knew the guy's name was Beppo Brown was because I have to watch everything with subtitles. But yeah. uh, you know,
0: sometimes I just don't hear things. I wish I did. Um, no, I, I was gonna say uh, in the new trailers for Big Brother this season, they're advertising only using clips from Big Brother 21 and a one shot of yeah. in the kitchen.
3: That is so bizarre. Do they not realize how poorly
4: received that season
3: was? Like, I get that what?
0: they <laughs> use Big Brother 20 clips, if, even if it's like all new people. Like, we don't want or at least from
4: see- your last season, which was all stars. Like, yeah. yeah. Because it was all-stars, whether or not it was real all-stars, you called it that you might as well use it. And like yeah. between, I don't know if it was Grodner who said it or someone else, but in an interview that came out today, someone said, oh, we've always had diverse casts. And between that and the BB-21 clips, someone is either trolling us really hard or just like that oblivious. Yeah. Mm. And honestly, it's Big Brother. It could I'm be. I'm optimistic, a but I'm
0: I'm also like pessimistic. I don't know. I don't know what to expect.
4: So a realist.
0: Yes, um, but I I had something to say about Big Brother, but I don't remember. So we can talk about how I also think there's a Beth in Total Drama Island. So that's another Bethel. Um, mm. so uh, anyways, uh, Stan Julie Vu for clear skin. Uh, let's get on to oil on Candace. Uh, so Phineas and Ferb are at Django's dad's giant object museum, Uh, Beppo Brown um, and Django his dad is busy at the interview but Django goes up to, oh wait let me give an overall plot Django has, wants to he has a small painting for his dad but he wants to do something big because his dad's museum is all big things Um, meanwhile Doof is trying to impress his professor from college Dr. Havarde not Havarlek, um, mm-hmm. who all the way from Gimelstump and she does not seem entertained. Uh, and Perry gaslights him hard. Uh, so, that's the overall part of the episode. So yes, Finney's and Ferb, Linda, Lawrence, and Candace are at Django's dad's giant object museum. And Django's dad is busy in the interview when Django wants to hang out with him. Uh, meanwhile, uh, hi, Agent V. Hmm. <laughs> Agent Fee is dancing on top of the cabinet. I lo- is that a chipmunk, Mr. Vinny? It's
4: Bucky. It looks like uh, Bucky, Bucky the Beaver. He's the gas station. Yeah. He's a beaver. Um, it's a Southern thing? What? It's a
0: Texas thing, mostly. I think.
4: Oh, yeah, I thought it was a Canadian thing.
0: Texas. There's Bucky's in, in Canada? So
4: it's a different Bucky. Um, I thought you talking about there's... the
0: beaver from Big Brother
4: i think bucky's the gas station there's another one that is in canada but this one is primarily in texas they also have a location in mobile alabama um, and they might have one in louisiana now but it's basically like the trader joe's of gas stations but Mm -hmm. also like they're known for their clean bathrooms and when I say clean I mean you could probably eat off the floor I Ew. wouldn't Ew. I would off of principle but you it's literally sh- shining um and it doesn't mean clean what no shining- no I mean in this case it does like okay. every five minutes maybe more frequently they're in there they're cleaning everything um they sell anything from from fudge to uh one I went to had rotisserie chickens, they have beer, wine, hot sauce, liquor, uh any snack you can imagine, t-shirts, toys. It's it's kind of like the, uh
2: like like uh yeah, home decor. <laughs> it's it's like the epitome of everything quote unquote everything's bigger in Texas. Like the, mm-hmm. these these gas stations each have like 60 gas pumps outside all of the bathrooms have like a hundred stalls or, or like they're it's it's like a a grocery store sized gas station
4: it's huge. and i say oh. trader joe's because like everything is like bucky's like yeah. mm-hmm. brand in terms of oh. food but okay. also like like people go out of their way to go to trader joe's if there isn't one near them, people go out of their way to go to Bucky's if they can.
0: Yeah. So do all of them look like Joey Gladstone's puppet from Full House? Uh yeah. except okay. you know, it's a woodchuck. But I yeah. mean, speaking of people with irrational fears, he has an irrational fear of eggs. So uh Danski Dan and, and him would not be fine. Well,
4: you know the only monster that lays eggs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Now what? we found ourselves a segue. Yes, like a chimpanzee. Let's ride that Segway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Django, his dad, so he's like, uh, I just want to show my dad. I made something for him because I love him. And it, but he's insecure about the small size of his photo. Um, and Linda, meanwhile, wonders, uh, Candace says she would rather be at home hanging out with Perry. And Linda asks, I wonder what Perry does when we're not home. And it's Perry's day off, and he's watching soap operas. Um, but Major Monogram intercepts the, the transmission and says, I know it's your day off, Perry, but Doofenshmirtz is up to something. You need to go save the world, basically.
4: Can we just talk about how all the agents need to unionize for a better boundary setting? Yeah. Uh, because it's Perry's day off and he does not need to be called in on a mission. And regardless of what it turns out to be, you know, if you have a day Peter off, you have day at? off. And it's not like he's the only agent they have. He might be the best, but he's not the only. Yeah,
2: we had we had the same discussion last week because they called him at night, like he he was asleep,
0: but they called him at night. Yeah, they need to union like the dancers that uh Yeah,
4: someone emailed me on my work email at eleven o two last night. Did I email them back? Yeah, at nine this morning.
0: Because you love yourself, unlike Major Monogram. And,
4: like, I think at this point, Perry is still learning to set those boundaries. He's good at it with some things, and then other times, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. not.
0: Yes. Yeah, so this is a team, uh, not ayahuasca. I always ask. is a drug. What is this? ALCA.
2: O-W-C-A. Alka. The Organization
0: Alka. Without a Cool Acronym. I was either going to say ayahuasca or ASPCA, so I know it was an
4: acronym.
0: AWACA. ALCA. Uh, needs to unionize. That's that's my that's my we'll get
4: Brooklyn's episode. Uh,
0: hashtag mind. hashtag unionize Alka. Yes, that's our hashtag for the episode. Uh but anyways, uh Harry ends up showing up at Doof Inc. Uh and meanwhile Doof is like, Oh Perry the platypus you're here, but I just I need to impress my professor. I don't have time to talk about innators today. I need to and he breaks out into song, impress my professor, I believe is the name of the song at least that's what I wrote down based on the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name. Um, and the dancers, he has background dancers. The dancers are unionized. And Dufin and writes a checkbook, breaks out the checkbook, he gives them money, and then he asks one out, and it's R-E-J-E-C-T-E-D rejected. Rejected. <laughs> rejected. Yeah, you just got rejected. R-E-J-E-C-T-E-D rejected. <laughs> Navi knows that's from Zoe101. I was...
4: Yeah, that's how you learn to spell, right? Like I learned how to spell bananas from a song.
0: The A-N-A-N-A-S.
2: I knew that whole song, and then I I forgot that that's where it was from. So we one. and now I remember. It was it was the cheerleader when uh, Logan, Logan got rejected. And oh, yes. Wow, rejected. another
4: timely reference. Yeah, yeah. It's- Jamie Lynn. The other, the other, oh yes. The other Spears. Hashtag free Britney. It's a disability rights so, issue. So for someone
0: who's not on social media much, what is is there drama, or is, does she just support her sister, or what?
4: Um, she is supposedly supporting her sister using extremely ableist and uh, abusive, toxic language and framework to do so. Um, by comparing her, Britney, but Jamie compares Britney seeking independence from the, what's it? Called? conservatorship yeah. to moving to a farm moving out to the jungle and raising a million kids or whatever or going off to Mars and it's like that's not the same thing she's like she can do whatever she wants she can go off to Mars or go, move to the jungle and have a million babies like or she can end the conservatorship it doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy it's like no very clearly you're naming outrageous things to make this seem more outrageous um and Jamie says that she has supported Britney offline uh, for years. Um, I think she said, for 13 years, I've done nothing but support my sister. And I've told her to end the conservatorship so many times um, and to seek different counsel. Um, and But it wasn't on social media, so you didn't see it. So you think that I'm not supporting her. But then if you look at the language and the tone that she's using, it comes across as very calculated and mm-hmm. very white woman
1: tears.
4: Mm. 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 I want yeah. to believe her, but the only person I'm going to believe is Brittany. If Brittany says it, yeah. that her sister has supported her the whole time, then I will believe And this it. is
0: why I chase simps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of simps, Dufus is simping over the approval of his professor, and um, Dr. Havarlick, uh came all the way from Gimmelstum. Uh, I'm just going to go through the rest of the Doof parade and then we'll we'll go back to yeah. the other one. Um, all the way from Gimel Stump. Uh, and he's like, OK, let me show you my Deflatinator. Uh, and she's like, Does it work? And he's like, uh, No. Uh, let me show you my Julinator. And she's like, But does it work? And he's like, uh, No. Uh, none of these have worked. Uh, but here, here's my Blendinator. And he blends some apples. And she's like, Besides attacking some fruit, what is this even for? um so he's like oh, i don't even know but you know what i do have i have a nemesis and perry at this point has taken off the hat so he's like i'm pretty sure this is perry the platypus he's not even sure himself but he's like this is my nemesis and she's like it's a platypus he doesn't do much and he growls and perry gaslights the hell out of dr doofenshmirtz forget candace bla- gaslight watch this yeah doofenshmirtz
4: gaslight watch it's an thing- effective way to shut down people who are trying to exploit you yeah. If someone tells me a joke that is highly insensitive for whatever reason, I say, I just don't get it. <laughs> Can you explain that to me again? I don't get it. And that's essentially what what Perry does, is he just, he just acts like a platypus that isn't a secret agent. Mm-hmm. And it, it's effective. It gets him what he wants. That being said, don't gaslight anyone, even your nemesis.
2: Yeah. yeah. What it, it, the worst part of it too is is he was wearing the hat whenever she walked in. She saw him tied to the chair, latched to the chair whenever she got there, and then just uh, I don't know, conveniently forgot about the secret agent platypus she saw whenever she walked in the door.
0: Yeah, she really wasn't paying attention. How can she be a professor if she doesn't even pay attention to the? Can student?
4: we just take a minute to acknowledge how bad the evil people in this part of the universe are at hiding themselves. Yes, go off. They have a convention the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. That was clearly for evil geniuses. Like it was evil was in the name. Okay, but they're also
0: buffoons.
4: Right, but then they ha- well I don't think they're all buffoons. I think I think this lady are... was a buffoon too. I think the ones that appear most prominently on the show are, Mm -hmm. but it's very clear that like she's the professor is very disappointed in Doofenshmirtz because he hasn't lived up to her expectations. And if she was expecting something bigger and grander, that I would assume that she's seen something bigger and grander. Like She's um, she's
0: seen some success before in the Minions movie. It's an underground evil convention. It's not like a known thing. Like people know about it, but like you have to be on the email list
4: and then they have this whole academy.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: I feel like there there's too many opportunities for people to like I don't know, drop out of school and tell everybody, "Hey, there's this evil school." Or yeah, you're you're right. It's 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 way too public to be too competent about, you know, taking over the world or whatever. Whatever whatever they want to do.
4: I guess maybe they just teach about being evil in the little ways.
2: Maybe that's where he learned the, the got your nose bit.
0: Mm. It was evil school.
4: Does this evil. mean... Oh my god, now I can't remember his name. Roger? No. The bully.
0: Eddie Murphy. Buford.
4: Buford. Buford. Does this mean Buford, if not for the intervention of Phineas and Ferb, could have become the next Doofenshmirtz?
0: Ooh, maybe. I think Phineas could have been the next Doofenshmirtz.
4: If not for the intervention of Maybe Doofenshmirtz of is
0: a very competent child.
4: Yeah, so but, he could he couldn't be the next Doofenshmirtz. Okay,
0: theory, theory, theory. Phineas is Doofenshmirtz, if Ferb wasn't there. Because mm. I think Ferb is the one who does everything.
4: It's no Tony. It's no Tony Hawk. Ever uh, Levine, <laughs> but this will do. I thought you were gonna say
0: Tony and Sarah, because <laughs> Sarah does all the work for Tony When is it? war. rip.
3: Oh, I was about to say that. I think Phineas could have been doof if his parents were more like abusive (laughs) yeah i i
4: I think that didn't happen for many reasons
0: yeah phineas and candace were the same character
2: maybe it's like phineas plus trauma equals doof and schmerz
0: yeah
4: yeah wow this is taking a really dark turn this is what happens
0: when you have a social worker on the call is it psychoanalyze (laughs) every single character
4: right i mean we gotta
0: yeah um but we so uh doof is gaslit um and then he decides that uh oh i wrote some i wrote doof in a spot during my notes that is not about doof but doof wants to blow up the moon and uh yeah he wants to blow up the moon because he doesn't like the songs about the moon. So many stupid songs about the moon. And Dr. Havarlik agrees. But he misses and hits a dam. And he's like, at least there's no more songs about dams. And she's like, oh, but I like them. Which I feel is something Navi would say.
3: It is something I would say. How, how dare you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I not think of any Navi. songs
3: about dams.
0: Uh, can't think I'm of a dam The Bridge is line. Falling Down? No, that's, that's about not to a vague. dam. No, that's ring around the rosy. Sorry,
4: can't think of a damn one, can we? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Just around the river
4: bend. That's not about. That's about rivers. Yeah.
2: I didn't know if if uh, there was a difference between a dam and a levee. Uh, the American Pie drove my oh, Chevy to the levee.
0: Oh, Chevy to the levee, and the levee was oh, oh. I don't.
2: I don't know enough about. Uh, Water
0: infrastructure, yeah. What's the difference between a dam and an aqueduct?
4: Levees are typically earthen embankments that are designed to control, divert, or contain the flow of water to reduce flood risk. Unlike dams, these man uh, these man-made structures typically only have water only on typically have water only on one side to protect to protect the dry land on the other side.
0: Mm. Interesting Ooh. knowledge. See, we learn here, um, but. The, the dam breaks and the river flows and washes away the painting that Django, Phineas, and Ferb had created. Um, and then when we fast forward, Duve is very sad. And Dr. Havarlik tells him that evil can be both small scale and large scale. And she's going on this speech and he's like, oh my God, that makes perfect sense. And then before he finishes the sentence, she's like, but you, you are awful at evil. You are useless. You will never be evil and you mm-hmm. stop, basically. Um, so she storms out, and Perry shows up behind them. And he's like, he he cracks a joke at, or, like, cracks a smile at him and does the finger guns. So gives him a little ego boost, I guess. That's the end of the Doof plot, besides the cutscene, where he does impress my professor reprise. So any thoughts on the Doof and storyline? I definitely,
2: like, like... The part where he's trying to uh, like impress his professor to get in her good... like That, that as a grad student, resonates deeply with me.
0: Did you feel seen? I feel very seen. Yes. Um, do you have a professor you would like to impress by giving them a shout out on your podcast? I, I don't think they'll ever listen to this,
2: but uh, yeah, there are several I would like to impress. Uh, maybe you know, if you show them your avatar
0: uh, game that you created... They might be impressed, which spoiler alert for tomorrow's episode of Ang in there will be me- mentioned. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, if we want to rewind it back to the start with Finney's and Ferb, so at where we left off, uh, Django and Finney's and Ferb, they decided to make a giant painting, uh, recreation of the painting that Django made. Um, in the unpainted valley, next to the giant donuts on the mountain, uh, the unpainted desert, they use giant paints from the museum, which, isn't that theft?
4: Well, if you remember, those are uh, Betho's former exhibit. That's his former exhibit.
0: Sure.
4: So, technically, yes, and if his son is using them, he probably is going to get in less trouble.
0: True, Yes. Um, so they use, I did love the little touch of them surfing on the paintbrushes. That was a cool little feature. Um, this like jump on things and like splat paint everywhere and they just paint a canvas. Um, but Candace wants the giant et- et- sign, but then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go look at these donuts. They're kind of cool. She sees them, uh, and Vinny, some Ferb and Django signed the bottom of the thing. Um, that's very key to this. So she looks at the donuts and then she turns the telescope a little bit. To the to the unpainted desert, and she's like, Wait, that's not paint. Phineas and Ferb, and she's like, Mom, Mom, Mom. And I like this little moment where she's like, Mom, 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 and then Django's like, Dad, 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 and Duper's just like, Doctor, 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 like, and it all cuts together. Um, so uh, the dam blows up and it washes away the painting. Vinny, Vinny just jumped. Is Vinny okay?
4: oh he's fine he just likes to scare me yes um i'm okay don't worry
0: good uh so the dam breaks the water washes away the painting django gets there too late as does candace and django's sad he's like uh and he improvises he gives his dad the small painting and his dad's like oh my god this is so beautiful and he's like you're not sad that it's too small he's like not at all i love it and then he's like let me put this on the fridge and it's a giant fridge and ferb says something will did you write it down um I did not give me a second okay I did not write it down either but that's the end of the the episode so um yeah Beppo loves it um Navi what, what did you think of this storyline
3: it was cute towards the end I will say as someone who like famously hates abstract art like I did not yeah. care for a lot of uh what is his name people's uh uh work but you know, hey, at least he made it, I guess. And <laughs> I think his son will probably be a better artist if he decides to pursue this in the future. If
0: he's ever struggling, he'll probably just sell it off to Disney, take it for the Honey I Shrunk the Kids exhibit. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So so Phineas says, uh, wow, there's no higher place for honor than the fridge. And
0: Ferb says, especially the giant fridge. Right. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, I feel like oh go ahead
4: Jay. yeah I was gonna say I feel like a lot of a lot of episodes throughout the series don't have like this like moral at the end Mm
1: -hmm.
4: and both for Doofenshmirtz and for Django it seemed to have this like moral at the end of like you can well for Doofenshmirtz like it's the small things that you can do that matter it doesn't always have to be this big grand display and sort of the same for Django but also like Art does not need to be what someone else defines art to be. Your art is mm-hmm. art, and it's valid and. Creative. Except
3: for me, I can define art, and that was not art. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
2: It's also it's also really funny that that uh the evil scientist has a moral to his story, <laughs> but the the quote unquote moral is is you know about being evil and how to be evil
0: better.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was just like interesting that like this one seem to have that but I feel like a lot of Phineas and Ferb like it just that a lot of the episodes like obviously it's originally a kids show because we all Mm -hmm. watched it when we were kids but they don't feel as like kid show-esque in the same way that like Peppa Pig is where Mm, it's like the lesson is how to be kind to your friends um but this one somehow seemed to have that and it, it just reminded me like oh yeah this is for like kids and like kids are watching this when they were like young young not like me when i was like middle school
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and in in terms just to follow up on this point about morals as we learned from the lyrical poetry that is Clifford's puppy days the theme song love makes little things grow and i think that's the moral Mm -hmm. of this episode moral of this podcast true with that do we have any final thoughts before we throw it to another musical break
2: uh, last little fun fact is, is uh, the doctor's name. Or I guess two fun facts. Uh, one, the doctor's name, Gavarlik, Dr. Gavarlik. Oh, Gavarlik, uh, not Gavarlik. Gavarlik means uh, dangerous in Dutch. Ooh. Oh. Ah. Um, and also the, uh, the, the actor who voices uh, Bebo Brown, Joel Grey. And the actress who voices Dr. Kavar, like Jennifer Gray of, of Dirty Dancing fame, uh, they're uh,
0: father and daughter.
4: Oh. Wow. Oh, Dirty Dancing.
0: Now I've had the time of my life watching this episode. No one puts Vinny in a corner.
4: No. Yeah. <gasps> it's, no this one. is baby.
0: Yes. So while Vinny leaves his corner, we will go to another musical break. And when we come back, Navi will lead us to the feedback and the rankings.
1: Pressure. Back in class, Evil 101, I always had so much fun. Though the one who advised me openly despised me, still I always tried to be number one. Well, I wanted a mentor to share my worldview, but I got a tormentor, I was hated, it's true. Now I have one more chance, and it could mean my advancement, so there's only one thing I must do. I must impress my professor. He's got to be good. I must impress my professor. He's misunderstood. He needs makes-
0: And we are back, everyone. We are uh, gonna put some oil on Candace and. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, uh, I regret saying that, but too late. I put it there. Um, we are gonna mark and paint our our rankings into into history. So, first off, Navi, give us
3: some feedback. Yes. So we got an email from Deanne. I believe is. name yes dan dan's been trying to contact us apparently for a long time and we just haven't been plugging our email these past few episodes
2: (laughs) we're so sorry
3: yeah she just wanted to (laughs) yeah i apologize uh she just wanted to thank us for the shout out and she's also uh she's also like hey my son is 19 so you don't have to worry about swearing
2: We we were really worried a few weeks ago because she told us that she's been listening with her son, and we we're like, oh no, should we be should we be swearing? I mean, but Naomi son?
0: was on the podcast dropping all kinds of language, yeah. so we had reason to be concerned. Uh, but yeah, very very happy
2: to hear from from Deanne, uh, who uh, was recommended to us or
0: found us rent- via a Jason. We, Garza we were
2: we were recommended to her by Jason Curtis Rivera. Yes.
0: Our Your friend and mine. Yes, Deanne listens to the psych podcast. And when JCR came on here and then plugged his appearance on this.
4: Oh, I know you don't know. It's funny because that's the name of the podcast. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um, You know I don't, you don't know?
4: I know that you know that I don't (laughs) know that you know. I know that you don't know. Icky dicky dicky dicky
0: dick is how I say it. um but yes deanne thank you for listening and if you or your son ever have feedback just email us now that you know our email address um i'm very curious deanne as a mother did you watch the show with your kid and what did you think of it because my mom popped in and watched some of this episode with me so it's very oh, that's so nice yeah she loves prairie of the platypus um, but yeah Navi, what else we got in the feedback
3: Oh, well, Deanna had a couple of questions for us. Um, she was wondering how convenient it was that uh, Django's dad's previous art project was really big art supplies.
0: A little convenient.
2: Incredibly convenient. Uh, honestly, what what surprises me is that, you know, he made this exhibit that was really big art supplies and they were actually the really supplies, supplies themselves. Yeah, they, they weren't just like things made to look like really big art supplies they actually were giant paints
0: and things
4: and I think the most convenient thing is that that exhibit was still fully in the museum Mm -hmm. when they needed it because usually things either end up in archives or end up in storage or end up wherever the artist wants them to be and unless Beppo like owns this gallery or museum Mm-hmm. why is his stuff still there
2: it, it it sounds like he's very much like a like an artist in residence or something like that where yeah, he's true. always got an exhibit going on that's the vibe i got too
3: also how surprised were you by how fancy and spacious part apartment was
2: did he have a fireplace in there do i remember seeing a fireplace yeah he whenever did, the power mm-hmm. was up seems I don't know much about building code. It seems unsafe to have a fireplace in in this very tall building apartment. But uh, yeah, every every time, it looks like a fun place to live, to be honest.
4: But he always has like different corners of his apartment, right? Like we always see like a different part of his apartment. So I guess I wasn't as surprised because I've seen Mm -hmm. more of it before. Um, But yeah, he definitely like, if he downsized, he could use his money to do so many other things and just live his life. Mm-hmm. I was not surprised considering
3: he is collecting that alimony. Mm. Yeah.
2: Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's rent controlled or something. Maybe he, he like inherited the apartment or inherited the building and it's, it's just rent controlled.
4: It just happens to be the right shape. And
2: yeah, I believe Forb, it. A furb shaped building.
4: Yes, conspiracy theory. Ferb's side of the family actually owned the building and gave it Mm. to Duf as a gift. That
2: that could be true as well.
4: Well, we have the use
3: from Giovanni, and Giovanni asks: Is Monsters of Phineas and Ferbenstein or Ferbenstein canon to the series? uh he doesn't think so because they break the fourth wall with discussing what the colors of the story should be told it's never referenced again in the series and Ferb's grandpa more than likely made the whole story up so what's your take on all this
2: yeah I mean it it, the definitely like it's definitely canon in the sense that like it's a story that's being told by the grandpa um how true that story is 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 maybe up for debate um I would, I would probably believe it since he knows it, and also Doofenshmirtz knows the same story from a different mm-hmm. perspective. Um, I would say, if anything, there's probably a lot of details that are wrong just from from being Unless, passed down for for that many generations.
4: Unless Ferb's fa- side of the family and Duke's family conspired to make the up the story which explains the furb shaped building belonging to doof now
2: oh the, the thread is beginning up. to unravel <laughs>
4: i would ask Dan on tiktok but i don't think he would answer you never know shoot your shot
0: um i do have a question though like based off like, i've seen him
4: answer me? some stuff after some of the belgique stuff He sort of slowed down a little yeah, bit yeah
2: that that is true i i saw him answer a, a question about uh back when he wrote for rocco's modern life and he was he was because rocco's modern life is like famously a a show that really pushed the boundaries with what they could sneak past the fcc sensors um and and someone asked him about like you know it was either like what what the dirtiest joke was that they made it to air or or what uh what lines they weren't allowed to cross or something like that and he was he was showing a clip from the show that was like whenever uh uh rocco's friend heifer who is a steer accidentally got hooked up to a a milking machine uh there was there was some uh Things that went on there
0: or were implied to have gone on there. Oh, wow. Um, I have a question about this episode. So do we think that... So I know The Simpsons does tons of parodies and, like, with different, like, spoofs on movies and stuff. And I know that Phineas and Ferb did the Star Wars and the Marvel. And then this one was kind of, like, a spoof on Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Do we think that, like, we... I feel like... Is it a missed opportunity that they haven't done more, especially being in the Disney universe? They could do, like, The Lion King via Phineas and Ferb sort of like stories like every once in a while kind of like a treehouse of horror or do we like that they don't do that because it's just a question I thought like while watching this Frankenstein spoof
2: I, Yeah, I think, of, sorry oh, go ahead, ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say I, I think that like Phineas and Ferb is, uh, definitely has a good uh, ensemble cast to work with that they can do a lot of these parodies with um that that i i I think it's a good venue for it but the show is also just good at standing alone on its own right you almost don't want to paint it into that corner too much
0: yeah
4: and i was going to say just elaborating on that that i like that most of what it's referencing now belongs to to disney but at Mm -hmm. the time did not necessarily belong to disney um and because it's not constantly referencing other classic disney movies it feels less stereotypically disney channel and feels more like a show that honestly could be on any kids channel and could be for anyone who wants to watch it Mm -hmm. and i think that referencing like frankenstein and star wars and marvel also draws in either older kids who are watching with their siblings or parents to help it be a little bit less boring whereas yep. if it was like referencing the lion king like the kid gets it but like the parents like there's nothing in this for me
0: yeah mm. and then, just to follow up uh, they also did the swiss family robinson that's another parody that they do that i remember swiss mm. Fa- family Phineas. and then that kind of is a question that giovanni asked me privately uh do we think the show would work on another network or do you think disney channel was the only network it would succeed on I said I think it works on any network. It's just probably different. But yeah, I think so too. It,
2: it's like, if anywhere, it would probably have to go to Cartoon Network. Yeah. Just cause yeah. It, it, at, at this time, uh, 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 Nickelodeon animation was, was so heavily dominated by both SpongeBob and Just Butch Hartman. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. That like I don't know if there was room for this show to to really thrive in there at the same time. can yeah, they've
0: uh, like a mighty bee, sort of like they would like shh, throw it wherever that went, and then yeah, flop. But I it, think I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, at a
4: different time it might have worked on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. but I also think it wouldn't work on on not Food Network, Cartoon Network. At the time, it wouldn't work on Food Network either, but it uh, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work on Cartoon Network. Because at that time, you have Codename Kids Next Door. You have Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, Cartoon Network really seems to be the crazy out there. See, but I also think younger brother of all these other channels. I Mm -hmm. think
0: they could, like, this is kind of like a wacky, like, Steven Universe Adventure Time. Like, it fits that kind of mold in a way. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it would be a couple years afterwards.
3: Because, like, right now, is Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Finish your thought.
4: I was just going to say, like, this is the time of, like uh the amazing flapjack and all Shout those out. other like very different shows of like this is very clearly like out there a different world but like phineas and Ferb is realistic enough while being crazy that i think it just like just misses the mark but when steven universe and like adventure time start coming out that's when it would succeed on cartoon network so i think don't it was s- just more of a timing issue than anything else don't mm. sleep
0: my camp Lazo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Car- Cartoon Network. Right, I-,
2: I looked up shows that were on Cartoon Network in 2008. partner up monkey. we have is Codename Kids Next Door, Camp Aslo, My Gym Partner is a Monkey, 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 Ben 10, Ben 10 Alien Force. Oh, ben 10 the- goes off. The Andre 1000 cartoon, Class of 3000. These
4: were all shows that my brother loved, and because he loved them, I hated them.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
4: But I also love yeah. them. Mm
0: hmm. Navi, what were you going to say earlier?
4: I forgot we can move on.
0: Okay. What's the next question?
3: Oh, uh, well, Giovanni also tweeted us and he was saying, uh, Why doesn't Django become a recurring character after this? Because I guess afterwards, this is like the last we see of him well, as a prominent person. definitely
0: one more episode with Django because I remember when they like shrink down and do the honey, I shrink the kids sort of episode. It, it, it's like Django's involved in that, but.
2: Yeah, I think I read in the wiki. There's a lot of episodes that he's in, but like doesn't have a speaking part. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know if they just like didn't like the actor, or didn't think the character was interesting. He doesn't pop as much
0: as the other ones that they have. Like mm-hmm. he's like background fireside girl status character.
2: Um. I had the page for the wiki page for Django pulled up a second ago.
4: Do you think he would ever come out with his own art exhibition called Django Unchained?
2: <laughs> Django Unpainted.
4: There we go. Django Unchanged.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm looking at the wiki here and there's a lot where he just like appears, you see him in the background kind of stuff that um, there's one episode I think he he gets like a line in in season four. but yeah, it's it's like one of the last episodes in season four. So yeah, this is this is kind of it for hearing the the great voice of uh, his name is. They don't make this easy for me to find
0: Vincent Martello no.
2: Alec Holden uh, oh th- it's not even the same voice actor whenever it, it in season 4 it's a different voice actor
0: yeah they fired him his contract was not renewed much like Jets in Avatar yeah but uh, the, yeah the guy who plays
2: Jango Alec Holden is uh like three weeks
0: younger than me well happy belated birthday to him yeah
2: june 8th is his birthday we got any more feedback
0: or are we going to rankings
3: uh that's about it for feedbacks so we can get into the rankings if you're all ready for yeah, that I,
2: I saw there was there was another part of of dn's email that made me laugh that asked if if the art was enough to get navi to put her book down
3: <laughs>
2: uh- <laughs> Dragor, uh, <Dan>. no. <laughs> and, and i i well the the perfect uh the perfect uh uh, uh the marriage of the two would be to get like a coloring book it's, yeah, it's book and it's art.
3: Yeah, but I have to like move my wrists. Navi likes that, to be in one too position. Much? She likes Yeah, it's speak. a bit too much. Yes, I'm also not artistic, so that's the thing. Yeah,
2: well, that's a, a coloring book. You don't have to be. They've they've got the. I
3: can't color in the lines. Do <laughs> You think I was good at that at school?
2: Well, that's 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 art. Art's all about coloring outside the lines. Whenever.
3: Navi, you're good I at guess. everything.
4: You are so incorrect, but I appreciate that. That's what I'm here for, just to like gas all of you up. Like I that's why I come on the podcast, just to be nice.
2: <laughs> in that case, we're gonna we're gonna have you back every week.
4: <laughs> it worked.
2: I need I need someone to be nice to me all the time.
4: Are we not nice? No, I, I, <laughs> I. also come to start drama.
2: That too, but they—they they said they were gonna gas gas us up. I need someone to gas me up all the time. That's what I need. I need the. I need the. Oh yeah, the, the confidence boost.
3: Yeah, I can't do that. That's a lot of work. I don't have energy <laughs> for that.
2: You gotta move your wrist.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. uh So why don't we get into the rankings? So let's start off with the innators. We have the concoction brewinator. And are we counting the blend even though we don't really Ooh, see it in uh, action? You know, I, I, I didn't
2: have it written down, but now that you mention <laughs> it, I, I kind of want to rank it even though it's literally just a blender. Same.
4: And were all the other innators he mentioned when showing them to the professor already on the list? Yep, all, all of those are. Yeah, I we've believe seen they before. are. Okay. I'm a very visual person. If I don't see something in front of me, I don't know if it's there. Is there an in the first half that we're counting?
2: Uh, that is, oh, I was going to count the the concoction brew inator. OK, um, yeah. Because technically, a Dr. Doofenshmirtz made it. Not not the same one we've been talking about, but a different doctor, Dr. Jekyll Doofenshmirtz made it. So I, I figured I'd put it in there. Uh, let's see. I haven't figured out the Blendinator yet, so I, I, I'll i start at least where I put the Concoction Bruinator. Um, I thought it was really fun. I liked that it had a switch that turned him into a fairy princess. Uh, me that's, too. that's honestly where I got most of the points for, for me, was because of the, the fairy princess mode. Um, I think I have it just, just below a lot of the things that I think are super petty, um, but above the tier of things, it's like just uh, destroying something or getting rid of something. So this this sits at number 15 for me, right below the Atomic Leaf Blower-inator.
3: All right. And what about you, Felipe? I have
0: the Concoction Brewinator at 24 under the blend which I just put there, and which is under the Make Up Your Mind-inator and above the Wood-inator because I feel like the Blend-inator is funny for the lols, so it's above the concoction bruinator but I think both of these are just like average. They're not super memorable in the long term. Like mm-hmm. I think they have iconic names and that's why they are bumped above stuff. They're in the same tier as the atomic leaf blower blowerinator and make up your mindinator, the gluminator 3000 innator. So like that kind of range, but it's not super memorable as like what it does besides being a blender.
4: Mm-hmm. All
3: right. Uh, Jay, did you have thoughts on either of these inators?
4: So again, I really like the duality of what is on one side is this monster, and what's on the other side is a fairy princess. When um, also, if you go back to the origin of origin of like fairies, they're also chaotic evil um, in some ways. So I don't know. I feel like, but because that potential wasn't picked up on, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. Takes away from it for me. They're less fun that way. F- nice fairies aren't fun. Um, I do like the Blendinator because I think it's just really funny. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I laughed a lot. I thought it was really, really funny, especially the fact that it blended whole apples. And I think that's a strength that many blenders don't have. Mm -hmm. So because it's a stronger blender than most, it gets extra points in my book.
3: Yeah, so I... I liked both of these Inators. I have the concoction brewinator at number 10 for the same reasons you did. I contemplated putting the Blendinator at number one.
2: It's, I thought you see. might. I thought you might.
3: <laughs> but I'm like, no, I shouldn't do it on such a nice day like today. I can't make the people angry. And by the people, I mean Felipe. So <laughs> I put it at number 11. So they're back to back.
2: I, I put the Blendinator at 17, I think is where I landed with it. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. spots below the Concoction Bruinator. This one could easily, I may be convinced to put it way higher later. Uh, because I think it's really funny that he's just calling his blender a Blendinator. Um, but it, it's it's funny. I like it.
3: Yes. So why don't we move on to the, uh, I know what we're going to do today. Question. So for the first episode. Yeah, yes that's my
0: question okay have a um, follow-up.
3: okay uh so there, we have i guess technically two for the first episode like they have them listening to grandpa reg and then like what actually goes on in the story do we count which one do we count do we count both
2: the one that i ranked was the thing that phineas and ferb did the, the okay. fact that they listen to Grandpa Reginald's story on a rainy day. If you want, we could also rank you know, ma- building a giant platypus monster.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I, I, I'm uh, I'm open to it. I haven't done it yet, but I'm open to it.
0: I'm good with whatever.
4: Okay. Well, I'm also indecisive, so someone take the lead on this. J-Pick. My vote is that in the past, it has only been what Phineas and Ferb are doing that day. and technically in the story they were different characters different people who very clearly if both Dufenshmirtz and Grandpa Reg both know the story it is likely that something happened so different people therefore it's what Phineas and Ferb were doing that day
3: yeah but uh, to counter that if we counted what Dr. you wanted me jekyll to make a decision well yeah. no because it jogged my memory if we counted what dr uh jekyll doopenschmerz did then i guess we have to count what phineas stein and
4: Ferb oh no no, no. i did. meant i meant we were only going to talk because it happened in the story they were different people so they don't count so that includes dr uh jekyll yeah so I, I, get rid
0: of the I,
2: I think i'm i think i'm leaning towards we we do rank the concoction bruinator we don't rank the platypus monster
0: I'm team um, okay. whatever be, she decides
2: be, because the other thing is an aider and and i i agree with what jay said that these okay. are different characters that did this <coughs> follow um and there, well, and there was a thing where like the episode where any of the like candace driven episodes we haven't even if they're like the main plot we haven't though. Hey, I, think I ranked only the been Betty Bus. What Phineas and Ferb do? Oh, okay. Well, yes. if you want to rank right, this,
4: Felipe is free. not a we. Uh, yeah. I, I have a
0: follow up. Then, are we ranking this as a different backstory? Then,
4: um, it's, it's not his family backstory. I,
2: I I think this is also not a, a backstory because it's not him. Yeah. Um, it's not, not know, tragic for like, anime. He, he he did like <laughs> mention a couple of backstory things that like. The fact that his dad told him this story so he would wet the bed, or you know, the fact that he knew this this professor from from well, um, both of those both of those things are like mentions of backstories. But I don't think if if we don't actually see a young Heinz Stufen I don't think it can. That's, okay. that's just I'll I mean. go with that because yeah, like can rank what you want to rank.
3: I'll just go with that. Sure, that's like well, plus. That's like okay. one less thing I have to worry about. Um, so where are yeah. we ranking Grandpa Ridge <laughs> This <is> story
0: <laughs> or I listening put, to Grandpa Rich. I put rainy day stories at number thirteen, wow. right above okay. Lazy Day because I feel like it's the same. Um, under one hit wonder, I don't know. Just like the rain pitter pattering and like just being inside seems like takes me back, and I feel like those were like always fun days, like the the rain outside. Uh, so, you're inside and like have to be creative and do things inside or watch movies. My so, first, I don't know.
2: My first thought was yeah, I like rainy days. It's, you know, it's nice to stay inside during a rainy day. Uh, but then uh, the one key factor that made me put this a few spots below doing nothing was the fact that the power was out. Um, if they had the power, Think, I think, I think just power. being inside on a rainy day is fun. Being inside on a rainy day and you don't have power, I think, is much less but if fun. If it's on for
0: an hour, it's fun.
2: Well, uh, that's the thing, you don't always
0: know how long it's going to be. True, uh,
2: I, I grew up in an area that was that had many uh tornadoes and thunderstorms, and
0: true, yeah. No, so I was gonna say, like, to having power when I lived out. in LA, it drizzled once for like 15 minutes so i was like i kind of missed that so then being back here was like kind of cool every time there was rain but i've never grew up where you grew up so
2: all, all this to say i put this at number 33.
0: <laughs> this one's
2: pretty low for me
0: i thought i was muted <laughs> that's so funny i love it i'm keeping that in
3: uh, for people who are listening jay has turned a bright tomato red <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: i'm also very hot in this apartment
0: yeah, oh, the weather has been crazy. Navi, can we get a weather update from Winnipeg?
4: Well, it's like 30 degrees
3: Celsius, which I guess is like, I don't know, like 80, 90 degrees Fahrenheit. 30, there. That's
2: like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a Codename yeah. Kids Next Door reference.
4: <laughs> I got it. Wallaby. Uh,
3: it's 86
4: yeah. to be precise in Fahrenheit.
3: Yeah, but the thing is the AC is on full blast, so I'm like covered in blankets right now so I'm cold
0: classic Navi
3: all right um as to where I would put listening to Grandpa Reggie's story it is at number three just behind Lazy Day and number one is still getting a sandwich so those are that's my ranking for that one um okay um and, and where are we putting yeah paintings where would y'all put paintings?
0: i put it in the same tier but a little lower i put it at 16 between betty bus and love handle reunion concert the love handle reunion concert seems like too much work whereas painting you can just like uh, did he just rage quit the podcast
4: <laughs> will was so mad that he just quit he was like you know what f this you have nathan to replace me
0: i call I nathan up get
4: him on the pod
0: um I'm shook, but anyways, I'm just gonna keep going with my point. Uh, I'm gonna, I I, like it seems fun to do, and like making a mess is like fun, but then like you don't have to clean it up, so that's nice. But I don't, I think the other ones are a little more relaxing, and this might be where I kind of side with Navi, where if you're not doing anything, that's better than exerting energy.
4: Yeah,
3: Navi,
4: my name is Will.
3: Will, where would you put this? Okay, I'll just uh, do my ranking. I put it at number twenty-four between *Thumb War* and *Finding Teen Perry the Teenage Girl*. I'm just not an artistic person, so I don't care about this. So that's. You know why. what happened
0: to Will? His power went out, and he had to entertain himself with ghost stories. Oh. Jay, where would well,
4: you rank this? I ranked this the exact same place that Felipe ranked it. For the exact same reasons, because I don't have a list in front of me, and I haven't watched them all recently. I've watched them over like the past couple months, but because yeah. I watch my list every week, but I never submit feedback because I also because I just stressed about missing
0: out I on the ikidex feedback. So you have to prioritize. It's okay, we understand.
4: I just figure eventually you'll invite me on, and I'll be able to share all my takes then.
0: Yeah, um, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boys. By the Andrew Sisters is the last thing that
4: will.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Do do we uh, wanna just go through the rest of the podcast, and when Will comes back, we can circle back to his thoughts.
4: Yeah, sure thing. Did his power really go out? I don't know. Oh, Oh. I thought I thought you were for real. I can message him.
0: Sure. Yeah. So Navi, take me where we go next.
3: So let's go to the songs. Um, why don't we rank Impress My Professor first?
0: Okay. I have Impress My Professor right above. So just for transparency, I moved Go Phineas Ferb from 40 up to 34. But mm-hmm. both these songs beat Go Phineas and Ferb. So it is now go, go Phineas, Go. It is now the new 36. I put Impress My Professor 35. I think it's catchy, but it's not that like boppable. Like it's it's like low Spotify, and sometimes a skip, sometimes you'll listen to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I have it at number. Let me just see here. Yeah, I have it at number uh 20 or no number 30 between she's a truck driving girl and pin bowling. Like I can remember it, but with like, the rest of the songs coming up, I don't see myself really thinking about it as often as, like, some of the other stuff that's higher up on my list here.
0: No, for sure.
3: I'll, yeah. Um. Are we counting, so <laughs> the video super Wiki, Wiki have the busted conga that, like, Candice does. Are we counting that as a song?
0: I, I don't. I did not. I thought about it yeah. in a moment, but but I did not. Yeah. Like oh, uh, yeah. Will's internet kicked him off, so I feel like that's very disrespectful on Pride Month.
4: I just was typing that, so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Navi, what's the other song that we are ranking?
4: He's
3: Eviler.
0: He's Eviler. I put that right above Impress My Professor. He's Eviler at thirty-four, right between that and Truck Driving Girl. And it's just a knockoff of the fairly odd parents theme song. Like if yeah, you listen a to a little it, bit. Yeah. So that's Yeah, why but I... just
3: cause something's like a knockoff just still doesn't mean it's not a bop.
0: It's not as iconic. That one I was like dancing in my seat when I was into that the fairly odd theme song, uh, during the bracket. This one I was like, okay, this is catchy, but it's not the same. It's mm-hmm. um, especially I think other stuff are better. So Natty, what about you? Where do you have it?
3: Um, well I agree. It's not as good. I have it at like number twenty-five between the theme song and mom's birthday song.
0: Um it's your
1: birthday.
3: yeah. I know you compared it to the fairly odd parent song. In terms of Phineas and Ferb songs itself, I compared it most to uh, my goody t shoes brother. I felt like it had like the same sort of vibe to it. Yeah. And I think that's the better song than this. So that's sure. partly why I'm ranking it yeah. as low.
0: Oh, you think he's eviler has that vibe or impress my professor?
3: Uh
0: I feel like I think person, my easy. professor has the more goody two-shoes because he has the cane and he's doing the line dancing.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I meant. They're both like pertaining to like evilness. So yeah. Um, not great song yes. title for the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: So where do we go from here? Navi episodes.
3: Yeah, we have episodes. So where would you put, uh, uh, what was the episode's name? I have it right here. <laughs> Uh, the monster of Phineas and Ferbenstein, or Wait, Ferbenstein.
0: Will is coming back, so we can get his rankings first. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it if it allows him in. In the meantime, let me just tell everyone what's coming up next week. We'll have the great AJ Norris to talk about. Um, out of. Uh, out of town or out of town redux or something it's Uh, it's unfair
2: science fair and unfair science fair redux okay welcome back me
0: hello yes we're just talking about what we have next week with the great aj nurse he's doing the rhap blood versus water recap as a warm-up act to hopefully not another five-hour podcast because we usually (laughs) record them on the weekdays and now I, i have a job but if it so you could hours, have aj be...
4: and i on the same podcast because it would be too powerful
0: it would yes we can't we can't it have would shut off internet forever here. yeah it would be like place place your bets now how many hot dogs will aj forget to warm during the, the <laughs> i
3: would say four
0: four okay. um next week uh so unfair science
2: fair for for the fans of the songs uh might have a top five song in it, just, just Ooh, putting
0: that out
4: there. Nice. Yes.
2: Ooh, so the, speaking of
4: spoiler,
2: got a yes. little
0: Queen of Mars action, and I'm the Queen of Mars, and da, 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 da. such a bop. Um, so, Wills, just to give you an update, Navi and I went through we got through songs, and we were just going to circle back when you got back on the call. So okay, well, I am back. You have,
2: uh, so the song, so to finish with the I know what we're going to do today, so I ranked the uh. Frankenstein story, pretty low. That's number thirty-three, um, and the giant painting. I have it twenty-six. It's right above. It's literally one step above nothing for me. Um, but I'm also just not not a big painter. Yeah, yeah you, you and I were probably like, be moved up. it
0: depends. Do you feel like exerting your energy and surfing down the paintbrushes, or do you feel like doing nothing? That's basically what it is. That does sound fun though.
2: The the paintbrush surfing.
3: It does not. <laughs> It's no book. It's uh, did you gosh. all
0: rank the songs, or should I? Yes, we rank the songs, but uh, you can go ahead, and we can also tell you. Uh, I rank them at thirty-four and thirty-five, respectively. In oh, Danny I 15. I have them at
2: uh, eighteen and fifteen. I he's he's eviler. I I love the uh uh like like uh boogie woogie bugle boy about it. Uh, I have it a, a few spots below Winter, which is the, the song I think it's most similar to. I would definitely listen to this song. Where would you uh, have so the I Fairly
0: have... Odd-themed song in this rankings, just oh, to... for understanding?
2: Pretty, pretty high. I, yeah. I, I like that song a lot, too.
0: Because it has vibes.
2: Uh, so yeah, He's Eviler at 18, and then Impress My Professor, just because I relate to it so much. Um, and also, like, any time Doofenshmirtz is singing show tunes, I mean, there, there's a reason I have Goody Two-Shoes' brother so high. Uh, so I have, I have impressed my professor at fifteen.
0: Yeah, when he breaks out the cane in the top hat. Yeah. Speaking, I know we mentioned uh, sing along songs earlier. Did you ever watch that Winnie the Pooh, um, the one where he's searching for his song, and then yes. and he has like that kind of um, okay, that that lizard in my head, as well, like that owl. Um, thank you, Jay, for getting it. I got you. This is why we're soulmates.
4: Um,
0: sure. So, Navi, where are we going? Episodes
3: now? Yeah. So, where would we rank uh, the Monster of Phineas and Furbenstein or Ferbenstein? Hmm.
0: I need a
2: second to think about this. Uh, so, I I can go first. Then I this I love this episode. This is a a memento tier episode. I, I give it a full four out of four corn dogs. Uh, I have this at number three. Uh, it's it's my number three favorite episode, right behind Flop Stars, right ahead of Phineas and Ferb get busted. Uh, I I love all the little like literary allusions, that, and especially now, not knowing the fr- story of Frankenstein super Whale, learning about all of the the little allusions I missed. Uh, um. Uh, really love this episode so it was it was (laughs) bussing (laughs) bussing
0: i'll be transparent i had to pause a lot during the episode and rewind a lot because people were distracting me and doing things around the house so i didn't absorb it properly like i did the second episode and even that one i was was looking at my paper writing notes for the most part Mm -hmm. so um if i was giving a full attention i will rewatch this before we do our wrap-up show this episode specifically but at the moment i have it at numbered 24 between the mm-hmm. magnificent few and it's a mud, 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 mud world. But I promise to rewatch this episode and reevaluate because I know it's like the situation that I was watching in. Sure, Navi.
3: Yeah, so I really enjoyed both of these episodes as well. Uh, I have uh, the Monster of Phineas and Furbenstein at number 14 and Oil on Candice at number 15. I think 15 and up are all like fantastic episodes that I would be down to rewatch whenever and so I think that's sort of like my threshold at this point it what makes a good momento episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) versus like what doesn't make a good momento episode so uh yeah those are my rankings on the episode Jay what's up are you still alive
4: I am I was just Vinny is crying so I had to be on mute and all that um I think that this episode I had a harder time coming up with games when I watched it. Like I was able to come up with games for the last time I was here. Did you bring us a game? Um, And part of that is because I now have a full-time job and I have someone here visiting. And part of that was because as much as I love Frankenstein and as much as I am an art fan, there's no Tim Curry. Mm. And overall, I think it it was a good episode but I don't think that it was an exceptional episode. I don't think it was the top 10 episodes. So I'd probably rank it probably similarly to how you did Navi, because I feel like the top 15 would probably be my cutoff point for like, these are like episodes that I remember. These are episodes that I really could watch anytime, and anything after that is like, I, like, I don't think there's any so far anyway, bad episodes, but
2: there's... Oh, there was there was one that was definitely a bad episode. Maybe a caveman. Yeah, of
4: but I'm not counting that one. But yeah, I remember off the top that's of my right. head, so it doesn't no. matter. That's,
2: the 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 caveman episode was. was mm, you're right. Was was, was so pretty all bad. but
4: one have been really they've been good <laughs> episodes, but I don't. I think this one fell into the good, not great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: that's how I felt about the the oil on Candace. Uh, so I have that one at, at number 16. That that's definitely in my my good not great tier i i'd probably give it about like uh somewhere between a three and a 3.5 out of four say i'd give it a, a maybe 3.2 corn dogs out of four
0: yes i put it personally at 14 uh right between ready for the bettys and candace loses her head um i think part of this was because i remember the paintbrushes and the giant paint in the valley and not as much the doof plot here, but I enjoyed this, and again, good, not memento. Navi, what mm-hmm. about you?
3: Yeah. Already talked about how I put oh, them yes. 14 and 15,
0: yeah. Love that. Um, any final thoughts on these episodes?
3: No, there was really like a good pair of episodes, I'd say.
0: We're in, think... we're
2: in a real good streak right now of, of good episodes.
0: Definitely are, and I'm so excited for Queen of Mars next week. Um, now, shall we get into some plugs, everyone?
4: Yeah.
0: Unless Jay has it. A- mm-hmm. Jay, do you have a game for us or no? Do I have a what? A game for us or did you not? Even- oh, no, I couldn't come okay. up with a
4: game this time.
0: It's all good. We, we're running two hours already, so we don't need to break our record yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But we, uh, Jay, where can people keep up with you? And uh, what's a pop culture plug? And what else are you doing on the, on the interwebs that people should check out?
4: So... At the moment, you can find me on Twitter at jmanji underscore. Uh, that's J A Y M A N J I underscore. You can also find my cat at My Kitty Vinny. That's My Kitty V I N N I E um, on Twitter. He is happy to give you a pep talk any day and give you some cuteness to help you get through whatever you're going through. He's
0: my best friend. Um,
4: otherwise i'm really excited so i'm not a horror fan but i like horror i like it i just can't watch it by myself in the dark at night
0: especially Mm. pulling the photos in it
4: yeah so i'm really excited for the fear street trilogy that's coming to Mm. netflix soon um which is based on oh my god my brain just went blank what's his name
2: R.L. Stein. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guess. I'm gonna rewind.
4: <laughs> I'm really excited about Fear Street, which is coming to Netflix. It's based on R.L. St- Stein's uh, books. And it's sort of meant to be more for teenagers slash young adults, um, which is why I believe that it will not terrify me. Otherwise, um, I'm looking forward to something coming to Disney Plus called The Mysterious Benedict Society. It's so already there.
2: It is It's there. It the first
4: there. couple yeah. episodes are there, oh, okay. um, but I'm looking forward to the rest of it coming out. Um, I read those books as a kid. They were among my favorite books. Um, they're kind of Series of Unfortunate Events-esque, mm-hmm. but if they focused on the secret society and not so much killing the orphans. Oh, I like so, that. Highly recommend it. I haven't seen the first two episodes because I'm waiting to binge it. But at least recommend the books. Tony um, Hales. I recommend you
2: watch and you yeah, read. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't heard of these books, but I, I saw the trailer. I love Tony Hale. I love Kristen Schaal. Uh, so I'm definitely going to check it out.
4: I'm, it if the series dead. ends up being a disappointment, still read the books. They're exceptional. Sure. Um And if it ends up being great, still read the books. They're exceptional. So that's what I got. There you
0: go. Yes. Uh, and Jay is also part of, which Navi or I will plug, the, the Nika, Nika, Clubhouse Panagia chat backs on uh, Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, talking about Survivor South Africa every week. Uh, Jay, Navi, and I are frequent contributors in there, led by the lovely, lovely Sarah Carradine. So check that out. Um, and also, just find Jay on Clubhouse as well. Uh, speaking of Clubhouse, Navi, where can people keep up with you?
3: You can find me anywhere at because I'm Navi.
0: Um, and, and as for
3: a pop culture plug, uh, Tyler the Creator's new album came out on Friday. As of recording this, call mm. me if you get lost, and it's really good. So check that album out.
0: Love that. Um, Will, what what what? Tell me about what you are. The brothers are talking about these days.
2: Yeah. So um, this past week. So first you can, you can find me on, on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere at Davis comma will. Um, so the other podcast that I do, everyone and their brother uh, this past week, we talked all about Ted Lasso. Uh, so I had not seen Ted Lasso. I went and visited TJ and we watched all of Ted Lasso in a day. Uh, it's a really funny show, really great show on Apple TV plus uh, that I enjoy that could also technically be my, my pop culture plug. Uh, I also watched uh, two episodes of um, Too Hot to Handle, Too Hot to Handle 2, 2H2H2. Uh, it was, it was just just quality trash television. It is, it is the, the pinnacle of garbage.
0: Will everyone in the brother um, be covering sexy beasts? Uh,
2: so in fact, so w- we played this game a long time ago. Uh so w- one of the games we we play very often uh is called everyone and Their or everyone up where you know, we have you know, some category and we try and like one up each other and say something that's better or funnier in the category. Uh and this this category we had was uh worst idea possible idea for a a, a reality game show. Um and someone's idea was the bachelor but with furries.
0: Was
3: it yours? Yeah, that was TJ's which, idea, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So TJ said the Bachelor with furries, uh, to which I I named his game for him. It was called the Bachelor Fur, <laughs> um, and that's pretty much what Sexy Beast is. Um, so I I feel like at I least one you of TJ a of drink. Us, at least one of the four of us will be morally opposed to ever watching the show. So I I don't I don't think. Uh, uh, we will end up talking but, but maybe who knows if if, yeah. if i've i've watched a lot of bad television i might end up adding it to the list yeah uh so yeah you can you can find that podcast anywhere on on twitter at eatb podcast or eatbpodcast.com
0: yes and it's such a fun podcast i highly recommend um in terms of my plugs you can follow me at what the fleep not tweeting that much these days, but Brazil Dragon Pod on social media, as well as whatcha doing pod at gmail.com for this podcast and What You doing pod on Twitter. Um, the Brazilian Dragon, we had a great episode of the High School Musical and Musical The Series recap, Pod Talk, Jam, and Break with Rebecca Shilsky filling in for Caitlin Glacken both last week and this upcoming week. We talked about the horrible dance remix of the mob song. Awful. We talked about that Derek Huff dance number. Um, and some more stuff. Uh, we continue to speculate. At what point did Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo have their drama, and are they intentionally siding with Olivia Rodrigo because Ricky is the worst? Also, on the Brazilian Dragon, Jacob and I, hopefully this weekend, will be back with Scooby snacks and chats. Um, but speaking of my guy, I was on the Avatar: The Last Airbender recap. In there, which drops tomorrow, should have been out by the time you're listening to this. We talked about. Lake Lao guy, um, so many mm-hmm. shenanigans and fun was had. Not as iconic as the AJ episode, but you should definitely check it out because it was a blast. Um, additionally, on the Post Show Recaps Network, I did a Patreon only podcast for Luca with Grace and Ariel, and that was so much fun. They are so fun, just like all of you. So we love that, uh, and we love the movie. And then, lastly, uh, the What You doing pod, obviously. Lastly, next week. I believe we are going to record the first episode of the current name, the current working title is 2000's Naomi Screaming at the TV, a parody <laughs> title of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So Naomi and I will be watching the Pink Panther movie and we record that next Friday. So yeah, busy, busy week. Still trying to do this. Also, I think I'm seeing Black, Fr- oh, Black Widow next Thursday night and next friday is definitely a set day so i might be dead but uh delirious podcasting is often the most fun podcasting so mm. um that's all i have going on these days um also check out our guy aj he's going to be on the survivor blood versus water recap this week so in preparation for that in terms of my pop culture plug uh i am watching better call saul no spoilers if anyone spoils me on the show which i know i'm i'm catching up i'm mid season he becomes a kick. lawyer no shit uh no he starts <laughs> off at the show as a lawyer uh, okay i, I have seen it i will go like shane powers to your little math f- is partner. involved
4: in this future
0: what <gasps> yes i know no if you spoil better call Saul specifically i've seen breaking bad um and dare i say better call Saul is better than breaking bad um so i will go to someone's shitty little apartment if someone tweets me spoilers of the show um so. But
2: other than that, we, we I, I just want to say we, we very much appreciate the people who do send us feedback. Yes. Uh, so, so thank you to to all of the people who tweet at us and send us emails. Uh, it, it really uh,
0: makes my day to see that stuff. Same, yes. And uh, apologies if our responses aren't like super... Like I try to respond to everyone uh, on the Twitter, but I'm also not on Twitter much these days. So I, I'll get back to everyone eventually. Uh, but... Yeah, this is so much fun. Always getting to chat with you, goobers. Um, sorry, I just called you a goober, but I think we're all goobers, goofy goobers here. Um, but yeah, any hashtag for the week? Uh, hashtag Free Britney. Hashtag Unionize Alka. Yes, that I was gonna. I, I was like, did we do anything with Willem Dafoe? But we don't want to traumatize Jay.
4: Listen, you if know. the men on The Bachelor can unionize. unionize. So they I'm gonna unionized? say that again well, because I messed, I can't speak today.
0: Wait, they—they—they're in a union?
4: Like, no, no, oh. it's a joke about something that happened in the rose ceremony, but it'll be funny oh. for the listeners.
0: Okay, I thought I thought you were talking about like they, they're the people who go on the Bachelor franchise now are in the. No, they don't games.
4: know the word union. They're not smart enough. Um, mm-hmm. If the men on the Bachelor can union, god damn it! <laughs> if the men on the Bachelor can unionize, so can Agent P and all of his colleagues.
0: Yes, come on, Peter the Panda, get on that ish. Um, uh-huh.
4: Agent so, V, that's
0: for Vinny, my cat. Yes. Um, just quick reminder. Uh, what is the store, the Bucky store? It's okay. called Bucky's. Bucky's, okay.
4: Yes.
2: So, B U C E E S. Oh, I guess there's an apostrophe for the S.
0: B-U-C-K-E-S, Bucky's. Close enough. With that said, Corndog, corn dog, Yummy, yummy, yum, yummy, yummy, yummy. I.